Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo there, Spartans and Spartans. Me oh my, what wings you have there. That's right, guys. It's the time of the flight, and what an exciting time it is. I don't really want to waste any time doing a clever intro this time because we have so much to talk about, and I'm super excited to get right into it. So that's exactly what I'm going to do this time, but welcome to the one and only Sacred Icon Podcast. I just shook my head so much my hair was weaving in and out. My weave! Neck problems. You're going to have yes. neck, neck problems this whole Yep, podcast. got a chiropractic appointment next month, or at the end of this month, actually. Welcome to October, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and this is episode 95. We're happy to be alive. I'm your host, Jovial Jurassic, Joshua Hargis, and joining with me as always, ladies and gentlemen, is the man hailing from Westeros, sailing across all of the realms. It's the true king of the north, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Brian Arvett, ladies and gentlemen. Man, Josh goes so extra, I go so hard. <laughs> wow, I'm flattered. I put out a Fuck little... that up a little bit, but I'm going to roll with it. <laughs> I put out a little mini episode about Game of Thrones on our Patreon, and that's why Josh did that, because I did that recently. I just Love picture him. you walking out with the kingly beard. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm here to talk to yeah. you. I'd probably be like, give me give me another 10, 15 years, I'll probably be like Robert Baratheon. I'll be really fat, can't get off my horse. <laughs> hey, can't man, get on that it. just means you've, you've had a happy life. Happy life, yeah. Fat, yeah, that's, it, makes it, it stands for happiness. Um, guys, we have a uh, lot to talk about today. Uh, we've, we're going to try to give you a thick, juicy Halo episode because we want to uh, come back with the bang. Yeah, we're wearing pajamas uh, right now. You say juicy on the on the back. <laughs> yes, beautiful. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, cannon fodder from Jeff, which I know is a few days old at this point, but we just want to offer our thoughts on it. Then we want to go into um, you know our thoughts on the flight. Uh, the big team battle, all that good stuff that's happening right now. Lots to talk about. Josh has got a few uh, things he wants to mention about some cool new like Halo products they got coming out, which are pretty dope. But we just got a lot of stuff we want to talk about, all very Halo-centric, and then we'll get out of here. But I think it's going to be probably, if we had to guess, it's going to be like Fellowship of the Ring theatrical length. Maybe uh, not. If it was a donut, it would be a log jod. <laughs> uh, yes. Cream-filled or Bavarian? Uh, 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 Bavarian. Bavarian. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Bavarian <laughs> said with a nerd voice is just cringe. Bavarian. <laughs> um, okay, guys. So uh, I know a lot of you probably maybe have already read the cannon fodder on HaloWaypoint.com. If you haven't, then we'll uh, we'll spice it up and try to make it more interesting for you here. But we'll start off. Uh, it's called Preview Perfume by Preview Grim Brother One, which is Jeff Easterling. Issue 119, he says, 
Welcome back. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty excited about the particular moment in time we find ourselves. American football, or sports ball for those of you who don't really watch sports like myself, (laughs) has kicked back off. Playoff baseball is nigh. The leaves are changing, the weather is cooling, and there's some sort of new sci-fi video game coming out soon as well. Space Hoop Eternal, I think it's called. (laughs) As many of you are already well aware... We're in the midst of a doubleheader weekend of flighting for Halo Infinite multiplayer, which means that more and more people are able to get their hands on more and more of the game as we hurtle towards the ever-impending December 8th launch date. Oh yeah, that's With what's that all out. In, Yeah, <laughs> I right? Got, I With that all in mind, we thought we'd take a few moments, if you have them to spare that is, to catch you up on some recent and or upcoming elements you'll be interacting with during your flight time. Unfortunately, none of them will be a wet floor sign. The reason Dang he it. says what the reason he says wet floor sign is because people found this glitch where you could like make the game spawn like a freaking several hundred wet floor signs in the game. That's it. I don't want to record now. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be the buzz, about the wet huh? floor sign. Thanks a lot, Jeff. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, also, <laughs> Space Hoop Eternal, really Brian, make... is that the uh, new expansion to Doom Eternal? I think Space Hoop Eternal should be a Doom Halo crossover because it sounds pretty badass. Man, I think that's it sounds like the, the title next of the episode. Quest. That's what it sounds like to me. I yeah, play it. yeah, that's true. That's true. I think that'll have to be the title of the episode for sure. Um, <laughs> but going forward, uh, and of course, guys, this is written before the flight, which is currently going right now. Josh and I have both played it, the big team battle and everything. A lot of fun. We'll get to that later. Hell yeah. Uh, but going Stay forward. Tuned. Uh, one of Halo's greatest qualities is the underlying sense of belonging even the smallest object can seem to possess. Whether it's hopping in a vehicle, picking up a new weapon or piece of equipment, or even just taking a good long look at some well-designed space crates, the universe always seems to try and help you feel at home in it, even if that also involves running for your life from encroaching aliens or enemy fire teams. The latest Halo Infinite multiplayer flights have added a few new sandbox items to encounter, both from last weekend's arena focus to the upcoming big team battle bonanza. Mm. Let's take a look at some of the underlying lore. So this this is stuff that really gets Josh excited because this is basically where on the cannon fodder they show a picture of a weapon or vehicle and then they give a little bit of like lore behind it. So <laughs> for uh, me, my synapses or my, my, my senses are like, oh, I like this. I like this. <laughs> Josh, have you used the first one's a scorpion? Have you used that in Big Team Battle yet? No, I you saw me saw use you, it and die uh, immediately. Yeah, I tried to hop on, <laughs> tried to hop on, but yeah. we'll talk about that later. But no, not yet, not yet. Yeah. Um, so the first uh, one he's got here is the scorpion, which is the M808 main battle tank. It says, widely considered the apex of UNSC tank design, the M808 is effectively a massive mobile battle platform armed with an M512 smoothbore heavy cannon and supplementary machine gun for ancillary engagements. I mean, you can't have a Halo game without Scorpion, right? No, we, Brian. Look at the lights on it, though. <laughs> the the front lights look like a little face, like like um, looks like Wally. Oh yeah, like the Ooh. two blue and one red. That's what it yeah. looks like. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I see that now. I wish I could get some like exclusive, like if I pick up my game from Dollar General, I get the exclusive like Wally, or maybe it's like the Mac and me, like little uh, like. Josh, little don't bring things. it up. But there's gonna be a Wally skin we can buy. <laughs> I don't want the Wally battle pass, please. Um, and then when it blows up, it's like Wah! almost like R two D two, R two D two screaming out of the hallway in Revenge of the Sith. Anyway, though, this looks awesome. I think, um, man, we're going to talk more about it, but just graphically, just all oh, the visuals are so good. Even that turret uh, just looks like really well like designed up there. I don't so, think we've ever had a tank in Halo that was bad, right? Was there a Halo game where someone's like, "Oh, the tank sucks"? This one? Not that I can think of. Really. It's always. I mean, been I've good. always enjoyed them. As they've always been beastly. Uh, moving on, Josh. The next, uh, the next one is the. It's a weapon. It's the shock rifle, which we've both used by now. I think, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Rifle. Yep. Yes, indeed. Um, it says oh, yeah, actually yes. 
Uh, charged and maintained at local armory outposts, the shock rifle is a long-ranged banished electro-laser, the latest in a long line of experimental voltaic ap application devices that represent some of the only remaining vestiges of the Jerhalne's own great technological age. Um, kind of feels like we're getting like more like brute specific um, kind of lore and background with Halo Wars 2 and Halo Infinite than we even got in Halo 2 and 3. You know what I mean? Like, they were kind of just like the new baddies, but, you know, I think the, I think the difference now is I thought of Brutes as stupid in the Bungie trilogy. Like, I thought <laughs> I thought they were just dumb but had brunt force, but with Halo Wars 2 and Root now big, this game. brain small. Why yeah, use basically, lot basically. word when small word do trick? Yeah, exactly. No, I like this uh, weapon. It is really cool. To, I'm very pleased with getting to see some more of the banished specific armory. This weapon in particular does feel distinctly different um, than any like Covenant stuff I've, I can say I've used before. Oh, yeah. And, like brute specific, yeah. Right. Banished I love, specific, I should say. No, I know what you mean, though. I know. But um, yes, I, I love the look of it. And I love how the bottom of it almost looks like there's this blade. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, like on the very yeah. bottom. It's got that like hilt and everything. It almost looks like yeah. it would be detachable, although I, I know it's clearly not. But You can just beat just, someone over the head with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it clearly has a hilt there. So it looks like, I mean, I wonder if in campaign they might do something like that. But I don't know. It could be wishful thinking. Either way, the design is very cool. Maybe if it I runs think. out of ammo and a brute's equipping it, he'll grab it by the hilt and just whack you with Ooh, it. Ooh, like I, I think you just, yeah, I think you just answered that. So That would be awesome. Yeah, very uh, this cool. This next weapon. weapon, this is my favorite lore bit right here. It got some talk going on Twitter. Ooh, this is the heat wave. Name, Brian. Heat wave. Heat wave. You're all experiencing a heat wave. Heat wave. Um, once employed by Forerunner Warrior Servants, the Heat Wave is a robust hard light projector that fires multiple energized shards, which can effectively slice through living creatures while bouncing off dense terrain or architecture. Equipped with alternate firing modes that allow its welder to tune the weapon's variable impact geometry on demand. Now, what I think is so cool about this, guys, is for those of you listening that are like super hardcore lore nerds, you're going to be like, Brian, I already know this, or, you know, I could explain it better than you. But for some people who really aren't as into that stuff, I think this will like be interesting. Um, so it says, once employed by Forerunner Warrior Servants. So when you think about Forerunners and you think about Prometheans from Halo 4 and 5, there's a distinction to make there. There's a difference. So Forerunners in general were the living, the living like organic creatures from 100,000 years ago that created the Halo rings and created all the Forerunner stuff. Um, and they also had like their own like army, like their warrior servants. So this weapon would have been used by the the forerunners, the organic like actual aliens, the forerunners themselves. Um, the the warrior servants that is acknowledged in like the Halo Four era between the game and the books. Um, those were the so like the Prometheans were the Didax warrior servants that were composed into AI robotic beings. So. The warrior servants that you thought you, you might have thought you fought in Halo 4, the Prometheans, those Prometheans used to be real forerunners, like real organic right. beings that were composed into that. So what I think is cool about this, and I think it's pretty evident if you've played any of the flight or looked at any of the footage, is there doesn't seem to be anything Promethean-related in Halo Infinite, which I know for me and Josh personally that's a plus. Some people that's a negative because they really like the Prometheans. Um, but so this what this weapon here is showing is that the uh, this forerunner weapon is a true forerunner weapon. It's not something that was used by Prometheans. It was used by the actual forerunner. So I think that's really exciting. I love the aesthetic of it. Josh, what do you think of the heat wave? Well, did, I mean, do you think this means that we could end up seeing them in there? Like the like fact that this weapon is available. 
Well, I mean, because this isn't a banished weapon with it being something oh. that was used by Forerunner Warrior servants before. I mean, you think there might be a little something as to necessitate there being this weapon, like in the campaign? Well, what I was hoping is that we're just finding these Forerunner weapons because we're on Zeta Halo. I mean, if you think of the Sentinel Beam, it's a Forerunner weapon. I think that makes style. sense, but I mean, I just wonder if that's like, if there's more to it than that. I mean, it'd be no. cool if we could like meet up with an actual Forerunner, but I don't, you know, I personally like, don't up? want Prometheus. You've been chilling here the whole time. It's like, you've been really been just, you don't done anything. Yep, no, just been hanging out here this whole time. Here, check out this new weapon. It's called Heat Wave. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of time to work on it these last hundred days. <laughs> yeah. No, um, it looks cool. I, I suck with it, but I think it's going to be great for... it's it, it hasn't effectively come into use for strongholds for me personally, but I think matches like that, match types, ooh, it's going to be all aces. If you can get it's that... It's a cool weapon, drop. and it fits the Halo sandbox to me. Like, it's a weapon that I am like... Like, whereas, like, a lot of the Promethean weapons, I wasn't excited about them joining the Halo sandbox. This one, I feel, I feel like vicariously proud of this one like this fits halo this makes halo better you know, wait like is this the weapon i might be mixing this up is this, this is the, the one weapon? that shoots out the purple like bolts and you can turn it left or you can turn it to be upward downward which is the left. one that like where you shoot it and it like it kind of starts a little fire on the ground kind of oh that's the ravager never mind that's a bad Forget what i said about the strongholds thing that that applies to the ravager my bad that's okay that's okay <laughs> My bad, that's, but um, that's what, no, I remember which one this one is now, and I haven't used it too much. But I looked, I love the design of it. Honestly, it's just very sleek, and uh, I will say, coming off of like some of the designs we had in Halo Five, even as much as I love Halo Five stuff, um, I just this one has a. I like the look of it. I don't know how to explain it. It's it less looks classic Halo. It's less aesthetically overwhelming, and it yeah, does not, have a classic look to it. Not super bright orange colors. Ugh. Yeah, get that. Josh and I out hate here. the color orange. Yeah. We've, we've we've discerned together that we hate the color. What rhymes with it? Nothing. Uh, well, Eminem would say door hinge. I don't. <laughs> Josh had such a look of disappointment. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, moving along, so that's that's kind of it for the uh, couple weapon breakdowns there. Yeah. I'm <laughs> uh, gonna go into some maps and stuff. Uh, one of the best things about multiplayer maps is that they provide an opportunity to explore different locations or scenarios that you might not necessarily see otherwise. Ooh. Two of the maps encountered in the current flight do just that, giving their own unique glimpses of Installation 07, inspiring players to ponder the form and function laid out before them. The first map that it shows is my personal favorite. I don't know if it's your favorite or not, Josh. I know it's up there. It's Ron, Fragmentation. Can you, can you read it? And, recently read it, read it again in Jeff Steiser's voice. Which part? The whole, like, Just the name of the map. Oh. Fragmentation. I tried my best. Chills. Chills, Brian. I tried. I tried. That was good. I love it. Um, it says, set within one of Zeta Halo's myriad canyons, fragmentation is rife with enigmatic elements to take in and mull over. From ancient artifacts and nebulous nodes to networked beacons channeling untold energies, this map is one to add plenty of wonder to the wander. Man, Jeff is just like, a, he is good with the word. I love I mean, that. Look, ancient artifacts enigmatic elements. nebulous nodes to network beacons channeling untold energies. <laughs> this map is one of this, fuck. This map is one to add plenty of wonder. So now oh, I picture wonder. that when Jeff is writing this, he's wearing a robe, like a like a church robe or something. Yeah, dude. He's like a... Ancient artifacts and nebulous nodes to networked beacons channeling untold energies. <laughs> picture like a wizard that looks like Christopher Lloyd or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, so well spoken. Uh, best map in the game for me so far, Josh. What do you think of Fragmentation? Uh, it's up there. I'm really... I can't tell yet what's my favorite, but I can see why this is. And honestly, I just... You know me, I love uh, jungle foliage type of terrain and uh this map reminded me right away of timberland 
Uh, so yeah, we both said that while playing. We're like, this reminds mm-hmm. us of Timberland from Halo CE, which yeah. you know that was in the CE PC version of Halo One, and it's also in MCC now. Um, so I don't yeah, well, I mean, do you happened. want to talk about the map more here? Do you want to wait to talk about it a little bit later? Uh, we can. We've covered it good enough for for the Waypoint article. We can Sounds come back good. to it later with the flight yeah, stuff. That's good. Uh, the next map, which is another great map, which I could could see being Josh's favorite because I know he had a lot to say about this one. This is Behemoth. Um, amidst the backdrop of a vast desert landscape, Behemoth offers a glimpse at one of Zeta Halo's tectonic fabrication seams. Architectural features built to serve a multitude of parallel purposes, from remediation, remediation to transportation, remediation. To transportation. You got it, there buddy. Go. Dang. For what it's worth, if, if I, I wasn't sure If Jeff ever listens to this, he's probably like getting a kick out of watching me. <laughs> I wasn't sure either myself, but when you got it, I was like, yeah, he, that, that's the one. That's the one. It reminded me of when I said that and I was like, remediation. Remediation. It reminded me of, uh, of Bilbo in uh, Unexpected Journey at the beginning where he's like, uh, when he talks about like the contract he has to sign to go on the journey, he's like, not leading to lacerations, oh. incineration incineration and he's like oh yeah drag my mother flesh right off your bones <laughs> that's one that really like messes him up a lot i love that i love that moment damn yeah. um behemoth such huge hobbit fans uh anyway uh behemoth. Love the hobbit movies they're goaded yeah hell yeah um this map is fantastic to me too for the same reasons like it was so dope to see palm trees in a new halo game i feel like i haven't seen that since like halo 2 even though i know that's not true i know that's not true halo 3 had last resort so on so forth you can bring up tons but it just like i feel like i haven't seen them in ages and wow again we we'll probably talk more about this in detail uh later on in the show but uh, really liking it so far. Really liking What's it. What's ridiculous Very happy. is you can grapple the palm trees. You're like a like bazillion ton Spartan. What? And you can grapple the trees. <laughs> I did not know this. That should just pull the tree out of the ground, honestly. <laughs> just pull a coconut into my inventory, like Sea of Thieves, and I can go... Wow, what if it. what if the Halo camp, Halo Infinite campaign had a an inventory and you could pick up coconuts and throw them like fusion coils? Oh, that'd be amazing. Gorilla hit and run tactics with uh, with uh, anybody coconuts? anybody listening from three four three would be like, I really didn't think we would miss the mark by not including throwable coconuts. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's okay. good to do flighting. I'll give you a pass. That's no, why. That's why there's flighting. Um, moving on here. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> He talks about all the concept art they released like a week prior. Remember that big zip folder that had like a bunch of concept yep. art? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, he talks about that real quick. And then, this is really cool, Jeff shouts out our buddy Alex Haruspis again for his amazing previously on Halo.com website, which we covered in our last episode. Episode uh, 94, says, I think it was, right, Brian? 94, yeah. Go back in the archives. Go back in the archives last yeah. week. And, <laughs> I love when we use that word. Um, uh, the archives. The uh, arch- says here, The archives. In reference to Alex's work, it says, Recently, community story style work, Alex Haruspis Wakeford put together Wakeford. a monumental resource that helps summarize and catch folks up on basically every piece of Halo media available. It's a brilliant exploration for fans both new and old, and it's a great way to pass the time as you await the arrival of Halo Infinite's campaign experience this December. If you haven't checked it out yet, make sure you go do so on previouslyonhalo.com. Man, uh, yeah. Wakeford? I did not know this. Paging Mr. Wakeford. Page. Oh, I knew it. I knew yeah. it. Actually, I think I think before I even like it might have been like the first time I had Alex on or before I had him on, I totally Facebook snooped him and found his last name. <laughs> that was years ago. <laughs> At least you own it. Yeah. You own it. yeah but that's cool no, it, so. that's it's so great to see him play. Alex stays here. winning. He keeps keeps staying winning. Dude, yeah, and he deserves it so much. This website's fantastic. If you guys didn't yeah. listen to the last episode, listen to it, but if not, 
go check out just, that website like Brian said out, again. Yeah, pretty That's previously on halo.com it's amazing um and then to kind of close out here um jeff talks about you know jeff's been doing this for a while now so here we go he says today's edition is a bit of a special milestone i must say last week happened to mark the seventh anniversary of the cannon fodder blog series which saw its first issue drop on september 24th 2014 during the lead up to halo the master chief collection we were probably reading something like we were probably i probably read this back then the very first one because i was so hyped for master chief collection but I, of course i don't remember it yeah. it says it's been an epic adventure so far, and I certainly hope it will be around for many more issues and anniversaries to come. And thinking back on its run this far, it's only fitting that we now find ourselves in the midst of another runaway to launch, this time for our adventure taking us to, fittingly enough, Installation 07. With Halo Infinite Prime to introduce fans to a host of new moments, memories, and mysteries, and across more platforms and places to play than ever, it's expected that we likely have plenty of new readers coming on board, both in recent months and still to come. With that in mind, I thought it might be a good time to offer a bit of a refresher on not just the feature itself and its purview, but also on the nature of Halo's lore and universe all up. Boom. Um, let's see. Here. Boom. Yeah. Hit me so up with the uh, Brian. Hit me up with the uh, hit me up with the Gears of War. Boom. Remember when they do that? The boom. I didn't do that good before though, Josh. Remember? I don't have the the the. the boom. No. See, it sounds there's so much meatier when they say it. Boom. Nah, no, that sounds like they went just boom. Stop. Boom. <laughs> Um, he goes on to say a few more things that are, of course, great to read, but I think for the pod, unless just something you notice, Josh, I think we can move on probably. We no, absolutely. I mean, he, he just gives a good refresher. I mean, this is definitely one worth reading if you guys are kind of checking into this stuff yeah. for the first time. I mean, I, most of you guys listening, we know, usually keep up with this stuff too, but definitely some some good takeaways here and just kind of a, a little refresher on what to expect with this stuff going forward as and, and also what's, you know, what to just expect. In we just general. want to make sure we called out that it is seven years for, for Jeff doing this blog. So very Amazing. Cool. Amazing. Seven years is you seven. The number seven is very special for Halo. I'm sure most of you know, but since the very big, very beginning of Bungie with the first game, seven's always been a big number. Yeah. Um, Josh, before we go into the meat of the conversation, which is going to be the you know our experience with the flighting, the big team battle mm-hmm. stuff, what were a couple of the cool uh, like Halo products you saw come out that you were? I know there's one of them I was interested in, which was the the Duke. But what, what okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that one first, actually. So, um, Hyperkin. Um, was revealed to be doing a uh, Halo-themed controller, Cortana-themed controller, um, themed in the style of the Duke controller from the uh, original Xbox. And it's a limited edition one. Um, and uh, this uh, this looks awesome. I'm flipping through this now, so it's just purple-themed. I'm sure most of you guys have seen it on the Halo Gear tweeter. Uh, tweeter? The tweeter? And uh, <laughs> it's got Cortana on the, the lower right of it. And uh, it just looks amazing to me. I get Ghost in the Shell I love how too. Cortana looks here because she looks like yes. she's in a high-quality anime series. Yeah, I'm trying to find the linkage for the price, um, if I can find that real quick. But um, so it, it, it launches. It, see, it looks like it's detachable. Hmm. Yeah. But it, yes, I never it is, buy it is wired controller. controllers, but this one would be a cool collector's item. Very tempting, yes, because um, I do love the Duke controller, and that'd be one to get. And I love how Cortana looks. Um, so it launches November 15th. Um, you can pre-order now until the 1st of November, so you guys got pretty much a month from this episode. And it's going to be $90 Ameri- uh, United States dollars. So a little pricey, but um, you know, for, especially for a wired controller, too. But damn, does that look neat. Ugh. Man, I love the look. Yeah, of it. I like it a lot. I mean, I really, I have a soft spot for the purple Cortana from CE. Yeah, and I like that they also have the capture option, the the button there, kind of in yeah. the bottom mid. I love that that's there. How far the Duke controller has come. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's so neat uh, to see the love for it, though. But um, yeah, so the other thing we got is um, just Halo Gear put out some uh, some other announcements uh, with Super Groupies. I think it's a, yeah, the Super Groupies. 
and they just got like a, a 117 Master Chief themed like watch. Um, we've got I saw these. yeah the watch, the jackets, um, then a backpack, and then also a wallet. And these all look really cool. I mean, I'm not someone. I mean, universal Brian, opinion seems to be that people want these but can't afford them. <laughs> They are incredibly expensive. Yeah. So I'm trying to see if I... Okay. So for example, guys, um, the watch itself is 240 uh, United States dollars. Wow. I did not know That's a big one right there. Wouldn't you rather get a Series X? Probably. The jacket, 230. Um, The the bag, 150. And finally, the wallet is 110. So we go down lower in price, but... um, Man, I don't got the money in my wallet to buy that wallet. Well, right. And I'm thinking too, like, you know, sans all the the being sold out stuff. I mean, I'm sure people would rather put their money toward a Halo limited edition console and uh, Elite controller and stuff like that. Well, I have to imagine when they release products like this, these products are designed to be premium products with a certain quantity limit that apply to the base they know will buy it. You know what I mean? Like, I think when they release these, they are very aware that your typical Halo fan is not going to buy them because of the price. But I think they probably create enough to fulfill the quota of the people who will buy it. Right. No, that makes I, – I think that's pretty much sums up my thoughts on it too. I mean I'm also the kind of person that I'm like – I look at the backpack and I'm like, you know what? Aside from the 117 that's in the lower right-hand corner, it's actually pretty cool. I might want that. But when it comes time around where Halo is not in the, at the top you don't of want my a Halo enthusiasm, backpack. I'm not going to want a Halo-themed bag. You know, see, that's so, that's where me and Josh yeah. probably differ from a lot of people is like we don't want to have something. We don't want to buy something that's semi permanent that's going to forever be based around one property like Halo, because we're not always in a Halo mood. I mean, I think the biggest thing we do is we buy like Halo T-shirts, but it's so easy to just not put the T-shirt on that day. Right. And, yeah. you know, no, completely. And I think also, uh, especially with after how Master Chief Collection launched and then how five kind of turned out um from fan reaction it does suck when you're kind of premature and you buy all this stuff out of like excitement and hype and then something goes south i'm not saying it's going to go with infinite you'd like to think this is going to be the one that doesn't do that it kind of breaks that mold right but you know i don't as an adult now i also all the more don't want to buy too much ahead of time like if i was a kid in high school and i'm seeing all this i'm like man when i go to the first lamb party for halo infinite with my buddies I'm gonna wanna I'm gonna wanna bring over my backpack and unsling it over my shoulder and be like whipping out my Xbox and then like what you got the Master Chief you suck you know well and, I just wonder if I'm like an old fart now because when I think of spending two hundred forty dollars on a watch I'm thinking to myself if I was gonna spend two hundred forty dollars on a watch I'd want to get like a nice fancy adulty one not a not a Master Chief one yeah you know? well I'm sure we'll get people uh, influencers outside of the Halo community I'm sure there's gonna be people out there like yeah. more I'm thinking like the IGN crowd that'll probably could get some of these goodies, maybe. Is there any other items, Josh? Because you just brought up a topic I wouldn't mind t- touching. No, on. go ahead, touch up. I mean, there's there's one more thing, but uh, I'm go sure ahead. I can just bring go ahead it back. and bring that one up first. Real quick. Uh, it was the Halo Waypoint app, so we can talk about that. We can circle. back. Oh yeah, yeah, the Halo Waypoint yeah. app. Uh, we'll circle back around I mean, if you want. It seems like a really uh, big improvement from what we currently have, and I think everybody who plays Infinite consistently is probably going to have this app on their phone. Yeah, it is nice. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got choked on my own excitement over this app. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, this actually looks really cool. It's nice to see. This getting refreshed prior to the launch. Um, I'm just really curious. Um, they haven't really talked anything about clans, anything about Spartan companies, maybe getting kind of a refresh. And I'm very curious about this given the mo, just given the game's competitive nature and what we're going into, how they're trying to promote this with esports. Um, I'm surprised that there's not really been a talk of that yet. I'm hopeful that there still is going to be something like that and we'll be able to kind of utilize the app with things like that because that Josh, stuff makes me Josh. excited. 
It's it's a live service. It'll come post-launch. Man, I'm dead inside right now. I just <laughs> <laughs> I felt so much life just leave my body. Launches. Like, we don't, launch is we don't want to be negative, but that stuff probably will come later, <sighs> like a lot of things. Yeah. Launch is just the beginning, isn't it, Brian? Oh, yeah. It gets me excited. You know, I... I, it sucked back when I, you know, I'd get my like Super Mario 64 cartridge and the whole game was there right the day one. I hated that. It was awful. Yeah. Because then I just I could have it all at once and I couldn't have something new months later. You know, it was, it was awful. Yeah. You know, it's. I mean, I love when I have lunch at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and you know, part of me would just rather eat my whole meal now and and just you know chill out and go to bed. Maybe you know everyone eats differently, but you know the thing is, lunch is just the beginning. It really it's is. The beginning. Yeah. Just my, just my, for me on my third shift schedule. Lunch an apple, a granola bar, yeah. and I just ate the granola bar. I'll eat the I'll eat the apple and the sandwich after dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, guys, we're just being buttheads. We're we're, yeah. we're 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 just having fun with it. We're no, just it, of course, it's just some of those things are disappointing, but ultimately, we've mostly been in a pretty positive mood uh, with the recent flighting, and as we've clarified on 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 the Twitter, like there's there's plenty of content coming. Uh, for day one launch to justify launch. I mean, it's more content than most games nowadays yeah, come with. So. I, I'm, I, I am genuinely loving this app. I mean, it's super, like, very seamless, very accessible, if you guys haven't looked at it yet. Um, it's nice to see some of the Halo 5 service record stuff, which is kind of more the current thing. I'm showing Brian right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, that's going to be taken over with um, Infinite as soon as that drops officially. But uh, So that stuff makes me excited because I do like to look at that stuff on the fly a lot. Um, and it's got the game history on there, so I'm kind of looking through that now. And I see my last played match in Halo 5 was 50-31, to 31, Slayer on Truth, March 11th, and uh, I lost. I lost. I wonder if I was in that match. <laughs> nice but build I cannot... up there. I thought you were going to say you owned, and you're like, no, I lost. I'm trying to see if I can see if you were in there, but it doesn't look like I can. Uh... No, I can tell. Oh, shit, that was when we had Johnson and uh, our buddy Anthony with us. Okay, so we nice. lost that last match. Damn, we, we went out on a loss. Oh, i got to change that. Mm, anyway, cool app. Brian, what were you going to bring up, man? Um, yeah, so one little side topic before we go into talking about the flight in a big team battle is you kind of brought it to my mind when you were saying, like, you know, MCC's launch kind of, you know, was rough, and then Halo 5's launch wasn't really rough. It was just that people were not satisfied with the game, a lot, mostly, right. you know, story-related or, or didn't have certain content there. Um, but I'm thinking to myself now, after you said that, do you think because of, you know, the fact that MCC and Halo 5 launched poorly and it's now been, depending on how you want to look at it, if, if your last satisfied Halo release was Halo 4, it's been, you know, eight, no, nine years. Is that right? Nine yeah. long years. Nine years. So do you think the the bar that they have to hit with Halo Infinite is now lower because of so many years of... What people, you know, I'm not trying to say this in a way where I'm like, so many years of disappointment. That that sounds awful. That sounds like we're being mean because, I mean, there's so much me and Josh love about Halo 5 and obviously MCC, which now is just this amazing Same product. Like the bar is out. almost, the expectations are a little bit yeah, but like, less higher because people have have been used to the way things have been is, is quite normal. Yeah. So, for instance, like, let's say, let's say when Halo 5 was about to come out, let's say most people expected it would be at least an 8 out of 10 game or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and like that, would they had to at least, or maybe no, no, honestly, to probably be fair, people were probably expecting more like a nine out of 10 or a 10 out of 10 game, you know. But now that we have all these years passed and, and people, you know, a lot of people weren't happy with five and right. some people weren't happy with four even. Um, and of course, you could even wrap in to be more fair, you could wrap in Reach into this because Reach is kind of where the game started becoming, go, going off to the side and including equipment and all this, you know, sprint that was kind of uneven and stuff. Do you think now the bar has been lowered so that if Infinite can just come out 
and have and work at launch and have competent multiplayer and a competent campaign and story that is decent. Do you think that's going to be enough to make them very successful? Just just coming out, you know. I've, do you think the bar's lower? Is the, what, what I'm trying to get to. Yes. Yeah. In some senses, because I think people are so excited for this game for a multitude of reasons that they are willing to accept some things that should be, I think, unacceptable, not unforgivable or anything like that, uh, too harshly, but um, something like co-op. I still, I'm still a bit hung up over. And obviously, again, I, I say that for you know, in case anyone hasn't listened to this before. Um, I still think uh, co-op is something that they should have should have delayed to make sure that gets in their launch because that's just been there in every Halo. But that being said, this is such a bigger Halo game. We still don't quite know fully how big it is until we really play the campaign. So it's understandable in a lot more ways that this is the one that does it, but I still think that's something you shouldn't have uh, bit the bullet on. So I, I, I see a lot of people out there that are still really excited for this game and it hasn't like killed their excitement, and that's good. But I mean, sometimes that's, that's a little bit of some of it, depending on the people out there and just the Twitterverse, the just internet. Sometimes it's a bit of blind hype because um, they're just so excited to play it. And in one sense, psychologically, I get it. It comes from a place of this game looks beautiful. You like where the narrative looks like it's going. Um, the flight has played really good for you. You've had a fun time. Everything seems to be um, fun. What's you know what's there and what you can experience. But you know, I think for other people, it's it's less sometimes about the actual gameplay too, and more about the the memories, the the, the making an event out of it too. I think you've more or less covered it, Josh, and uh, maybe not in the way you expected, but I think I think kind of what you've said there is they've bought themselves a lot of goodwill with just bringing the game back to a classic art style, classic enemies, classic Halo ring setting that, you know, after, after so much disappointment for a lot of people mm-hmm. and then having it move towards this classic art style and classic enemies and all that stuff, um, I think they've bought a lot of goodwill just on that and then how the flights have turned out that people are more accepting of Halo coming out without missing with missing some missing features and stuff. And I think if the story to the campaign is is just like base level good, like you know, decent, like, you know, better than average but nothing special, once again I think like that's going to be enough for people. You know, I don't think it has to I think the bar has been lowered which that sounds negative when we put it like that way, but I mean, it's I mean, it's it's serving as a yeah, benefit to three four three right now, mm-hmm. honestly. So no, I agree, and I I think you're right. As long as the game honestly just turns out fun, we've seen the multiplayer be fun. People are really enjoying the fact that there's bots in there. That's really cool. But um, I think everyone's just really excited for the campaign now because when you play the multiplayer, it gives you at least an idea of what the game's going to play like um, fundamentally. So that's exciting. You know, it's exciting even though we haven't really gotten to see a refresh on what that's going to look like. But um, I'm sure we will probably very, very soon because we got, it's crazy. We got just a little bit over two months now until this game comes out finally, which is crazy. like, what, eight more episodes roughly for us? That's just I don't think it'll hit me until we're like the week before or the week of because for me, Halo Infinite's just been this talking point on our it's podcast. It's always been in limbo. It's, it's always been just beyond yeah. our reach, right? It's never really like, you know, I'm not somebody who gets obsessively like, I don't obsessively wait for games like I used to when I was younger. So like it's just kind of been this thing in the background that we talk about for a long time. And like mm-hmm. it's like my mind, it almost decided like, yeah, it's going to release, but, you know, I who knows when. So just 
it's just out there in the ether, just kind of floating. No, and now, once it's here, you know, I don't blame anyone whoa. for like being the opposite, but I'm also in the same boat because I think, you know, cool. It's like, this is game, this game's, you know, like I said, I kind of forgot the release date. I knew it was December, but I forgot when. And I, so for me, it was like, cool. I'm just going to play the flight. I'm going to do other stuff until then. And when it gets closer, that's when I'll yeah. start really getting myself psyched up and stuff like that, fired up. Yeah. But well, that's a I, good question you brought up, though, Brian. I, I think that poses a lot of, uh, deep thought with that kind of stuff because i mean i i really just i mean i already summed it up but i mean i you know i i know i'm gonna enjoy it like when i as soon as i play the game dude i'm not gonna give a shit about the fact that co-op's not there but i think ultimately it sucks because it's like how much we're willing to accept because the game looks pretty the game's fun to play we waited long enough that we're we're so anxious to play it now in the midst of a pandemic it's like people i think people need this game more than they even want it and I think that's that causes a problem in some ways. But I also understand that 343, I think you said in another episode, which was perfect, dude, but you said something like, you know, imagine how good it's going to feel for 343 to get this out just because they've been working yeah. on it for so long. They deserve to let to see how people take to this shit. Like if fans feel like, you know, is this game ever going to come out? I can't imagine what they feel like. They've seen it daily for years yeah. and just continues to not come out and you know they're gonna like, get fucked up the night of launch <laughs> like, oh right <laughs> they're gonna throw a huge party probably you just see oh, like three shit. four three tweets that are just like make no sense because they're just blacked out drunk out of their mind <laughs> yeah some some three four three guy just tweets like a street address <laughs> it's, just it's, it's just, just like david ellis david ellis just filling the character limit with saying over yonder over and over again over yonder over yonder over yonder <laughs> yeah or someone just tweets out like mcdonald's Seventh Street. Tweets me yeah. um, <laughs> I say that because we have a mutual friend, guys, that uh, that uh, we both used to work with, and this guy would get so drunk sometimes he'd he'd post stuff on Facebook that would just randomly have like an address for where he wanted a friend to pick him up. Like he thought he was messaging the people, but it was his Facebook status. Wow, the Lord heaven bless him. Oh dear. But I think I think uh, if you combine the like the bar being lowered from like the past if you combine that with the fact of how many people are going to come into infinite who weren't halo fans already i think a lot of the criticisms of 343 will get watered down which is really beneficial for them because you know like for instance uh if it's been six years since halo 5 it's been nine years since halo 4 i mean we and since this game's free to play and it's going to be you know it's in the era of twitch streaming and everything which we'll get into here in a bit um i think there's going to be a lot of kids who just pick this game up because it's free. It's like, oh, Halo, I've heard that before. Let's try this new thing, you know, and they download it and they play it and they Twitch stream it. And I think uh, I think a lot of uh, the baggage that 343 had is, is going to get left in the past, provided this game just comes out and works, which I think it will with this, with all this, the way they're doing that's this my lighting. Only, if, it, if it doesn't work, it's going to be shocking. I know. Yeah. That's going to be my only, like, hang up my, anxiously, like, speaking. But uh, you're right, dude. I mean, you think about kids getting this on Christmas or getting an Xbox series x or series s that the parents can manage to snag well any i guess any xbox right because you can play it on any one but or pc right so but but yeah point is i'm trying to make um to summarize guys is uh, imagine a kid um, getting an xbox for christmas getting game pass they already have internet at the house and everything microsoft is going to want that game to be available for these kids to play so it's a new title you got to jump in with new people they know that that stuff always surges around the holidays. There's always like outages or there's always like just surges in the user base yeah. because of this, because of Christmas releases and, and holiday stuff. So getting this out a couple of weeks beforehand gives them time to probably iron out any launch kinks they need to. 
and get that game smooth as butter and prep for the Christmas rush. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. Um, all right, Josh, let's move into the uh, the flighting and the big team battle stuff. Let's save the. We have some comments we want to make about like Twitch streaming and like the culture of like game releases. Sure. That we'll save for after because I think that's I'm a little more negative, whatever, baby. We'll say, yeah, that's a little more negative. So we'll just go into this stuff. Um, Josh, what's been your experience with the flight in general um, and big team battle? But maybe start with just maybe start okay. before big team battle because of last man. Weekend. Here we go. So here's the thing, guys. I hop into the flight and everything, and my first thoughts are like the whole like time zone things they have, or I'm sorry, not time zones, but the time ranges, the bands that they have. I'm like, man, this is tough being on third shift. I can't necessarily like get in when I want to get in, or like I can't if I do it, I have to kind of like. <gasps> you know, like sprint. I'm literally having to like feel like I'm having to sprint almost in the game because I'm having to rush through. So it's like it kind of sucks being third shift for things like this. Uh, but I understand them doing that. I think. Um, I mean, I, maybe it's a part of the 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 grand. Um, I don't know what to call it. I don't want to say scheme that implies it's bad stuff, but like maybe it's a part of the plan that they just want to leave people wanting more. But that definitely helps people. Uh, that definitely leaves them wanting more because after that first one, like just last week, basically, or the second one, I guess you could say. Um, I was like, man, I want to play Halo right now, but I want to play Infinite, which I'm sure all you were feeling the same way. And it was like, damn it. Like, they got me hook, line, and sinker with this because hmm. that's the one I want to get into. But so I managed to get in, right? And I'm having a good time, but I'm getting stomped. I'm getting steamrolled. And I'm just like losing my shit in the best possible way because I'm just smiling across my face. I'm like, I forgot how much fun it is to get my ass beat. Because I'm playing Halo and I'm playing by myself, and this reminds me of Halo 5 because I'm not. So, I'm when I'm playing by myself, the best thing for me to do is to shadow my teammates. I always think it's best to do that because you go into, you know, you come across an enemy. Well, then there's two of you against that one. Chances are one of you is going to walk away the victor of that little skirmish. It's important, right? Because you're not playing with your friends. You want to find some way to link up if you're not going to use your mic, yada, yada, yada. Well, I didn't do that. I was like, I'm just going to go, wow, it's so pretty, palm trees. You know, and I was just having a good time exploring and everything, taking everything in, figuring out how some of the weapons worked. I was just a noob. But again, we got steamrolled and I thought, man, this is good because this is like, in one sense, this is a problem. It creates a good economy of being a problem versus being something I'm like selfishly, subjectively a huge fan of. Subjectively speaking, I got so steamrolled that it communicated to me that this is going to be a very rewarding experience, similar to Halo 5 in the sweaty sense. It's sweaty. And meaning it's so black and white, it's polarizing in that sense. So if you play by yourself, chances are you're going to get your ass beat a ton. But if you're playing with friends, you're going to have a good time if you work together and stuff like that. It doesn't mean you have to play competitively. Don't need to get in all that. But it just means that you're going to be rewarded for those moments. You're going to have those like neck and neck battles and stuff like that. And honestly... That was my favorite thing about Halo 5. It introduced that. It's something about its its intangible elements introduced that in a way I never felt with another Halo. But on the other hand, you know, that creates this problem where you're singularly by yourself. And if you're just hopping on to have a good time, well, good luck having a good time because, you know, you're going to get just sniped just walking out into the open. You're going to get picked off. You're going to get naded. Um, you're going to be on someone's montage of their new tricks and stuff that they're pulling off. But, uh, now, ultimately, I had a really good time with it. Um, it's been a, a blast. And then, you know, I'll talk, I'll save a little bit more BTB talk here for a little bit because I want to hear you talk, Brian. But um, overall, boy, that left me with a good impression at the end of last week. I was just like, damn, I can't wait to play with friends and I can't wait to win a match. <laughs> and I also sucked. I felt my age. I felt my age and I thought, um, 
Hashtag get good. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, you, you kind of talked about it. I, I think Halo Infinite's multiplayer, it really is building off of Halo 5, and I don't think people are talking about that at all. I think people are more likely to say that this is like a return to form or like a, like a Halo 3, but... I mean, I see aspects of that, but I think it's very much this multiplayer was built after them having such a successful release of Halo 5's multiplayer. I think they took Halo 5's multiplayer, they saw what people loved about that, all the benefits of that, and and asked themselves, how can we move that forward, but also pay a little more respect to the Halo stuff that came before. Like Josh said, I think uh, Halo Infinite's multiplayer is still pretty darn sweaty, and it's very fast-paced which is how Halo 5 was. It's probably not to the extreme of Halo... Like, Halo 5 is probably a little bit right. more. I think you're right. But Infinite still, like, you know, you play Halo 3, you play Infinite. Infinite is a lot more sweaty, a lot more fast-paced than Halo 3. So I think they've really... I mean, right now, it looks like they've learned... You know, we've always we've always said in the past, and I think even Bonnie Ross herself said this, like, you know, Halo 4, they got the campaign so right, but they dropped so the, ball right. the multiplayer. And then you get to Halo 5, and they dropped the ball on the campaign, but they got the multiplayer so right. And she said, yeah, I was in an interview with uh, Ryan McCaffrey from IGN. She said, we want Halo Infinite to be the best of both worlds. We have the, the good multiplayer we got right and the good campaign we got right. What we've seen of campaign, which is very little, it seems promising. What we've seen and played of multiplayer, it seems like they did get that right. So if this really is this culmination of them building from like lessons they learned before, which it seems like it from Halo's multiplayer, yeah. we're in for a treat because they're going to have the complete package done and, and, and it's going to be done right. It's going to be done good. It's going to have that awesome story, that awesome campaign, and that awesome multiplayer. Um, which, But in regards to the multiplayer in specific, I am surprised at just how sweaty and fast-paced it is because I, th- I, thought, I think a lot of people, Josh mainly, was thinking it's not going to be like that because it seemed like they were moving more towards, oh, a Halo 3 type of multiplayer again, which is yeah. fine. Yeah. But um, this is just such a great balance of, of everything that they've learned and everything that Bungie learned in the beginning. And this Halo Infinite really feels like a culmination of all of that. Um, so I'm really enjoying the multiplayer. Um, I felt like I did really well in the first flight and really bad in the second flight. But then I realized <laughs> the first flight, I mostly fought bots. So no wonder I was ah, much better. Um, but uh, I have a lot of fun playing it. I love the equipment. I love the weapons. Um you know, I'm starting to realize, and this is going to kind of take us into a subtopic, which I wasn't really ready for, but we'll just touch on it briefly. Uh, I'm coming to realize there's they're not going to have collision in this game. Uh, it's been talked about on Twitter before. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, collision means, uh, well, at least teammate collision is what I should say. Uh, if Josh and me walk up to each other in the game, we're not going to touch at all. We're going to walk right through each other. The characters don't have any Teammates don't have any collision. There's no way for me to stand on top of Josh's head and then have him jump and then me jump off his head like in classic Halos. So that seems to be gone. It's a bummer, man. It is a bummer, and from how much it's been mentioned and then there's been no clarification, I'm pretty sure they've internally decided in major ways it is not going to be there. And I'm guessing they have really good reasons for it, even if I think that's going to make... This is going to make a Halo title as itself... It's going to lose something intangible... That all the other Halo games. Well, gosh, had. just imagine uh, you being on top of my head and me using the repulsor to, at the ground, you know, and just us shooting oh, up. See, so yeah, just... I mean, there's there's all kinds of things you used to be able to do in other <sighs> Halo games that that's going to be Appreciate gone now. But I'm thinking they probably have good reason for it. Doesn't mean I like it. Doesn't mean I'm super happy about it. But I'm guessing the way the game's been designed between equipment and and just the engine itself they probably don't want there to be teammate collision. You know, maybe it's like Josh and I are running side by side and 
he uses the repulsor or I use the grapple shot. And maybe it caused a lot of conflict that made the game less fun. So they just removed collision. So honestly, um, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. Okay. No. Uh, well, yeah. Um, so I think uh, at the end of the day, like a year from now, this game being out, it's not going to matter. I think we're going to be so used to it being the way it is. It'll be the new normal and we won't think about it as much. I don't think the conversation will ever be, hey, remember when we could jump on each other's heads and blah, blah, blah. Remember how, you know, yeah. you accidentally yeah. bumped me. You could bump me in uh, in Halo 3 or something like that. And I fell and blah, blah, blah. I don't. I don't think that's going to be as much of a conversation. I think it's more of a, like that grizzled ancients perspective coming in. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a new and thing. New that's never been We're never going to even think about it. Right. But on the other hand, um, yeah, it's still a bit of a bummer. Cause I mean, uh, uh, stuff like that. I, I wouldn't, I think it's more done purposefully for newcomers because they don't, you know, it's a way to take out some of the frustration they want with this whole approach to, you know, your Spartan is your own and uh, get your own, you know, we're doing away with red versus blue so your character can feel more identifiable. That way they can find it. Like, it's all done. I mean, it sounds terrible of me to say, guys, but I don't want to, like, ramble too much on this. So just to be completely blunt with it, it's more of a selfish approach in one sense. Like, you're giving you guys player agency to kind of customize your Spartans the way you want. But they're benefiting 100% from this because, I mean, that's going to benefit, you know, you buying into the battle pass, so you can unlock these things. They don't want to punish you guys for buying those things when you're just going to look red versus blue, right? They want you to feel like you get to be individualistic. So at the end of the day, they're completely benefiting from it. And we are benefiting from having the player agency. It's a win-win thing. Well, but, to bring it back around to Josh, the game's free to play. That's why they have to have the battle pass. Right. You know, and I, I I would be surprised if they had come out with this being free to play and they didn't have something at least a little like there's that. There's no way, yeah. But I just mean in money. terms to bring it back, like I think the fact of the no collision things, they 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 don't want to make it feel like anything is conflicting with your Spartans movement. You're not gonna be restricted because of something your teammate did. I mean yeah. I mean I mean one thing that does kind of suck is like imagine if I'm on perched up somewhere, right guys, and I've got the sniper rifle and I'm camping. This dude is pissed that I took the sniper rifle. Behind us is a cliff that drops off to an ocean. He keeps moving toward me and just keeps moving and moving and moving. Or melees me, whatever. Fall to my death. That is yeah, incredibly frustrating. That. Now that Good kind of thing is going to be gone. So some guy, he can try and stand in front of me all he wants, which is still going to be a problem. But it does mitigate the issue of someone being so That's pissed. That's a great point. They're... I never thought about that, John. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that was purposely done as a way to not conflict with um, new players You know, having a, a conflicted experience. Um, so Josh, the newest thing from last weekend's flight would have been the map of Behemoth. Talk. What, what do you think about Behemoth? Behemoth, man. Okay. I love Behemoth. It. I'm really torn right now because I love the size of it, and I want to say it feels like it needs to be twelve v twelve. Yet they've been letting us play it in only four v four. I'm gonna say twelve v twelve would make that map seem pretty cluttered. I think. Right. But the thing is, is it feels too big for 4v4 because I, I kind mean, of have 6v6 maybe. I think you're right because it's got to have 4v4 is just way too small for that because you only have there's a bouncing issue too, right? So you guys go on the left side, the far left side, and you have the ghost spawn, right? Well, on the right side, you have the warthog. Well, what's the difference there, guys? Well, the ghost is managed by one person. The driver is also the gunner. And the warthog, you can't do that. You can't just manage it all in one. You're either the driver, you're either the gunner, or you're either the passenger, <laughs> So you have a little bit more options there if you want to work together as a team to be in the Warthog. But people who use the Ghost end up tearing it up on that map, and there is so yeah. little ways to stop them. And yes, you do have the Ravager, depending on, you know, they've been kind of doing some different weapon spawnings with some of the, the flighting and stuff like that. But when the Ravager's there, 
yeah, you do get a little bit more agency, but it still doesn't, it still feels like the person in the ghost is going to steamroll. Like if you want to be smart and you don't want to care about, you know, just being good because you're on foot, you know what I mean? Uh, you just hop in the ghost, get the go push for the ghost and then you're going to dominate and stuff like that, at least in Slayer. And that's, that's going to be an issue. I think they do have to find a way to balance that. They should honestly put two ghosts. It just should be two ghosts. Bottom, bottom line, end of the day, because Warthog is not the same, honestly. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think the only other equivalent is like a gun goose and we don't have that. So, but, but uh, I do love the map. I love how it's designed. It looks beautiful. It's got this kind of, you know, the sandy feel to it. It's got this tropic feel while also retaining this um, forerunner architecture and aesthetic. It's just got a lot going on that visually um, is never too distracting, but is very inviting at the same time. And I, I think of like the little tunnels underneath bottom mid and stuff like that. And some of those platforms It's just very, very cool. Um, and maps like that are going to be good for things like, uh, like using the commando, which we'll get into more with big team battle, but um, definitely good. I love that. It's got man cannons. I think that's, yeah, I love this map, dude. Um, for two main reasons for me, I love this map so much. Uh, other than the fact that it's a beautiful map. Um, as a it's more so casual party. player, less competitive, um, This when I do Capture the Flag on this map, it takes me back to like early 2000s. Like This map, Capture the Flag, feels like Halo 1, Halo 2, Capture the Flag days. Yeah, I can uh, see that. I had such a, such a blast playing Capture the Flag on this map. Um, and then also, this seems like such a ridiculous thing, but as a casual, I find... Uh, the fact that you they have that outer ring that's off to the side that you can grapple across like Spider-Man all the way around. I did not realize that. What? Yeah, you can literally jump off the edge, grapple, and then before you fall too far, you can grapple again. And if you're if you do it right, you can just grapple the whole way around. What the Obviously, hell? you'd run out of grapple. If you Was that some mint blitz shit? That's dope. Yeah. So it's and I've also seen people like knock people off the edge by sacrificing themselves, but then as they're falling, grapple back up and the other person's down. That is going to create some interesting second chance moments. Yeah. I mean, if you do get kind of pushed off somehow or some way, yeah. you roll out of a warthog, but you had the grapple shot picked up. Whoosh, grapple shot. Uh, last exactly. Moment. And see, those moments for me as a casual, those things, those are the things that make me more go like start to smile or laugh, be like, oh my, this is so cool. Like, oh my yeah, gosh, I'm the player play agency this, you know? is really yeah, absolutely. So I, I love Behemoth. Uh, very good map. I think, I mean, I think Recharge is the best four v four map I've played. Um, because it just feels like a, it feels like a, it could be like this game's lockout or, or guardian. I could such see a, that. It's a really no, good map, and there's nothing like that. But um, still has that. But yeah, I love Behemoth. Um, and then as we move into big team battle, we'll talk about fragmentation. But uh, I think we like all the maps. I think we just we both agree our least favorites live fired mostly because of its aesthetics. It looks kind of like a forge map. Uh, Ugh, the, yeah, exactly totally get the reason why it's there, but damn, is that a rough one aesthetically? I get yeah. it. It's good as a map, but aesthetically... Oh, guys, it reminds it needs, me... Yeah. I told Brian yesterday, it reminds me of Pegasus from Halo 5. I love yeah, I the agree. map design, like the layout. I did not like the aesthetic. I think I thought of Pegasus... When I said Forge map, I think I was picturing Pegasus even before you said it. So yeah. On the same page. Ugh, man, it's... Um, damn. But great maps. Uh, the flighting has only proved that this game is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm very satisfied with it. I know like weapons like the Commando, which I did not like at all and hated using in the first flight, has now been improved for the second flight. Really love using that. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, let's talk about Big Team Battle. Yeah, because I think a lot of the stuff, the thoughts I have are going to really stem, even spin off from that one. So let's. Yeah, well, first of all, what do you think of the map fragmentation? I said it's my favorite. Oh, you know, beautiful. No, I want to hear you first, man. What are your thoughts on that? Because I love it. I mean, I love just, it. I mean, even more so than Behemoth, this map takes me back to like this is Halo CE, like the map. Hell yeah! I dude. mean, the the Forerunner architecture you walk through, 
looks just like classic Halo. It, like somebody said on Twitter, I completely agree, but it feels like you're walking through campaign when you're walking through those Forerunner hallways. Yeah, tell tell everyone about going through that secret door you went through. Oh, the secret door. This is this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about that is so up my alley as a casual player. You know, like I just mentioned on Behemoth, there's the the grapple shotting around the edge to avoid falling. Mm-hmm. Having this little like loot like Forerunner door that you can unlock and you go up in there and you can get like good weapons and equipment and then it lets you go up this back ramp and come out the top to this platform that's inaccessible for others and that's just so neat to me like I'm the kind of person who as a casual I'm the kind of person who would die four times trying to get into that loot cave just to get in there and be like, <laughs> Brian that was pointless you you, do, you lost four lives getting there but I'm like I know I don't care it's just cool to get in there I love it uh, <laughs> that you know. makes sense I couldn't get to you though because I remember trying to rush up to like two different times and I couldn't ever find you. I saw your yeah. name, but I couldn't ever like see you. That makes a I lot more sense. I saw someone camping there up there once, and Ooh. I saw it was a clip from Uber Nick. He jumped in the air with his um, oh crap, I forgot what do you call it? Not the not the grapple shot, but the repulsor. Repulsor. Yeah. He used the repulsor yeah. to jump into the air and then shot a rocket up to that platform and got killed Ooh. the camper. So very it's nice. Not How did you get in there? By the way, was it? Do you have to do something different? You have to like. Well, somebody on our team had already done it, but you like press X or something and it like has a countdown to oh, or something interesting. like that. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, Very yeah. cool. So, yeah, so that was Wait really a second. Cool. Could that mean like in CTF, like if you get in there, the doors close after a certain amount of time and then you're just kind of like hunkered in there? Well, I did see the doors close, but once I walked out of it, it wouldn't let me back in. So, I don't know. I don't know what would be the point if you just stayed in. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I wonder if different. you could get like people, if you funnel in there, people could have... Can, potentially get trapped in there trying to chase you that yeah way. i don't know i don't know dude it's it's very interesting though but between like that and the foreigner architecture and then all the trees and the way it feels like timberland it feels like you're out in this forest from like halo combat evolved um the map is just perfect to me something else i didn't think about till after we were done playing josh that's absolutely brilliant is unlike a lot of halo big team battle maps they have designed this map to constantly have obstructions, to constantly have trees, pillars, yeah, dude. Uh, diff- different Hell yeah. buildings. Yeah. So there is no, there's no old school, like, and this is an improvement to me. This is something I'm saying I don't really want to see a return from Classic Halo. There's so many Classic Halo moments where a vehicle is coming towards you, and you can see them from all the way across the map because the whole center of the map is so open. You know, think of like Coagulation or Valhalla. Yeah. But with this map, Unless you're within a, a, a decent range of the person, you're not going to see them because they have to navigate around. So canyons, many nooks and crannies. Trees. Yeah, dude. It makes for a phenomenal experience. It makes uh, makes it so that people who aren't in a vehicle have a better shot. I mean, they can also... Well, there's so much verticality like Halo 5 too, yeah. where you can kind of be Hell yeah, dude. So many places oh, to clamber. Great. So many places to hide. Brian, as someone who's a, a big Capture the Flag fan, um, and you're, you're always typically like to make a beeline for that stuff, what was it like for you playing Capture the Flag on that map? felt harder than ever, which is, to me, is a benefit. To me, is a benefit because trying to, I could get to the flag pretty easy without dying, but once I got the flag, like I said, there's so many nooks and, like you said, there's so many nooks and crannies to, to navigate through. Yeah. You know, there could be someone coming on a vehicle that you don't see because they're behind a pillar or a canyon. Mm-hmm. Um, so it made, I feel like Big Team Battle on that map specifically for or Capture the Flag that could potentially be very long-lasting matches because it is tough to get all the way. I remember, like on uh, in Halo CE on um, Beaver or not Beaver. Wow, what am I? Blood Gulch. I would just 
run all the way alongside the canyon, grab the flag, and then run all the way yeah, alongside classic. back. You don't really have that option as much here now. You're going to run into people, and, it, and it's 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 much harder to get back. So You do have a lot I of ways to, it. I think, John Rambo, like, stealth your way across this thing if you're able to really take your time with it. But, uh, but, but, but because you're doing that, everyone else is kind of doing the same thing, it seems like. Yeah, I feel like you need to rely more on your teammates for this one to get like get in the vehicle and take you back. And but then again, vehicles can be taken out pretty easily, easily, or people can like grapple shot, yeah, grapple uh, jack you. That's a great, a uh, great spinoff uh, moment uh, for me when I was playing one of my first matches on Behemoth. Um, I get to hop in the Warthog for the first time. I don't have a gunner with me, but I'm like, ooh, Warthog! I gotta try it out. I want to see what it's like to drive the Warthog. I hop in and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm cruising in the Warthog in 2021. This is so cool. And then I get shot a couple times. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. And then like immediately um, I'm like, I'm about to get out of this thing because I'm getting my shit wrecked. Well, then I see a guy. I see a teammate. And I'm like, I'm trying to like honk at him. I'm like, get in, get in, get in, get in. And he's like, it's one of those things where you have that moment where like you start to stop. And then he's like kind of doing that hesitant, hesitant run. So then you like you start to go again. Like, are you are, are you getting are you not getting it? And then like he gets in. And right as he gets in, it starts making the sound like the Warthog's telling me like, I'm, I'm about to barf. And I was like, you're going to barf. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm passing out. And like immediately I hop out. I'm like, my flashback guys to when I saw the, the the video, the reveal and everything. And they're showing how this stuff can blow up over time. And it's like my brain did all these, like that math scene from fucking Hangover where he sees yeah. all the numbers. Except I'm yeah. seeing the, that gameplay video like flash in front of me. And I'm like, oh, yes, memory, skill. And then I hop out oh. of it. And then that guy, in my head, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Goodbye, soldier. Spartans are never truly dead. They're just missing in action. And then he blows up. And I, blew up. I got killed like right after. But it was so funny and I felt really bad. But it, I was like, welcome back to Halo, Joshy. It felt I real mean, good. I think we're probably both on the same page here. This big team battle experience so far seems like the standout thing about Halo Infinite. The thing that feels the most special. And I think... It's a couple of things, and it's really kind of sad. I, th- I think the reason this feels so special is because of two reasons. One, no other game is really doing a mode l- quite like this. You know, I know there's other th- there's other uh, things like you know um, battle royales. I know there's like battlefields modes with vehicles and stuff, but there's nothing else out there quite like uh, Halo's big team battle. And then to make it matters worse, this is the sad part: is that three four three hasn't really provided a big team battle since halo four nine years ago so we're at this point now where there's been so doesn't count nine years nine years in technology is a lifetime pretty much so we're at this point now where in gaming this reintroduction of classic b team battle for halo infinite is basically like a completely new mode it's like a completely new thing because there's so many people who haven't played it before or or their experience with like halo 5's big team battle was like a forge map thing that not Imagine even, if that's your introduction to Big Team Battle. Yeah, like that's Halo not even, five times, and someone's like, "Man, you got to check out Big Team Battle. It's the shit." And they hop on, ooh, and they're like, "This is no. ooh. not the same thing. Not yeah, the same like, thing at all." In 2015, the graphics look like this. They're so barren. Uh, but no. anyway, uh, so I, I yeah, I think I think this is going to. I mean, this has the potential to be a, a new big thing where maybe other games will start to emulate, emulate Halo Infinite yeah, and say people want. Much this big team battle type experience because I know like, I mean, I haven't really played battle royales. I don't think you have much either, Josh, but in big team battle or not big team battle. Wow. Battle royales and battle royales there. It's such open space hmm. and there's lots of scavenging and lots of on foot stuff. And basically what halo infinite's big team battle does is it gives you this pretty big space, but 
it's very articulately detailed and built. You know, like we talked about all these nooks and crannies, all these different places, different vehicles. We've got pelicans coming and dropping stuff. It right. provides this big team experience that's hectic and crazy and tons of fun that I just don't feel like many other games have. I think this is going to be the thing multiplayer-wise that just really gets people talking. Right. I played some Fortnite and I played some Apex. And I mean, I have a good, I've had a good time when I have played those for what they are. And uh, I could see myself with the right game getting hooked on that kind of stuff. So again, if, if they decide to do that for Infinite in one of the future seasons, I'm going to try it out. But realistically, I come back to stuff like the, the 4v4 Slayer, which I can tell is going to be rewarding for a player like me. And the big team battle, which is just an absolute hot damn blast. Like, that was super fun. I played one match by myself before I played with Brian. And I am, I've got the grapple shot. And I see the wasp in the distance. And I'm like, immediately I'm thinking, holy shit, the wasp is on here. Whoa, interesting. Yeah. And then I'm like, and then I look at in my inventory and I see in the lower right, I got the grapple shot. And I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be my moment. I'm going to make this my moment. And I see it, I try to grab a shot once, and I'm like, God. Well, my first thought is like, why is it so, why can I not, this thing looks like it shoots out so far, but I can't get that far. It doesn't. And then I get, and then I just, at that point, I see it in the distance, and I'm running at it, and I try to jump off this cliff, and then I try to grapple shot again, and I'm like, come on! And then I see it again, and I'm just, I grapple shot, and I finally hook on, jacks the dude, throws him out, and then immediately, um, I just start firing, and I was just like, Halo! I was just yeah, like, man. this is fucking mm. awesome. Because you know what? The stuff like that is a good balance. I cannot remember, like I was saying earlier about how on Behemoth, it's very tough to um, you know, really stop the person in the ghost. Maybe there's the grapple shot on there, and I was just ignoring picking it up a lot. But honestly, if you get your hands on that, simple way to really do it. Because the ghost is coming at you. If he's in range to shoot you, you should be in range to grapple shot his son of a bitch. Well, I would say the, I think the equipment is actually enabling there to be less of a gap between the power of, of vehicles and just a regular not player the power than we ever had. Because, <laughs> cause, I mean, if you think about like in big team battle on, on uh, fragmentation, like right. if you're in a wasp, if you're in a warthog, a ghost, whatever, you know, you got to be not only watching to not get killed, but you got to make sure you don't get grapple shotted, grapple jacked, or just regular jacked. Or if somebody repulsors up into the air and hijacks you, like there's a lot of stuff there that's making it, you got to be extra careful, you know? So yeah, there's a lot of ways to get jacked in this game, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so to speak. But uh, no, I mean, and what was cool too is after I did the wasp stuff, so I, I, I'm around in the wasp for like a good three minutes. I'm actually just shooting people down, testing it out. I'm like, this feels really good. It actually feels like kills people super fast. And then I'm at the point where I'm like, hmm, I think I want to try to capture this flag. I want to get this flag. Well, it's taken a lot of damage. I find a place to hop out at. I get out and I'm kind of chilling for a bit. Well, I go and I run in their base. I get the flag and I see a warthog not far off in the distance, a team teammates warthog. And I'm like running toward them. And I know because I have a flag that they're going to see me and want to pick me up. So I'm not worried about them driving off. I trust them implicitly so i hop in there and they start driving in it because like brian said there's so many nooks and crannies it's so difficult to maneuver the warthog in all these mm -hmm. different alleyways and crevices and uh, but we try to and at one point we flip as we get very close to the base and i was like fuck it go 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 and i get up and i'm just at that point hopping out of the warthog and i'm running up to the base and it's flag scored and i was like yeah and they jumped off the main cannon, so and I was like, game, back at it. Let's get the second so one. So satisfying to so, score a flag in this game. Yeah. So fast forward, um, I get in with Brian. And Brian, I, I'm in the match with him. And I think it's in the audio recording up on Patreon at patreon.com slash sacred icon. Love you guys. And anyway, um, yeah. And um, 
I think uh, I, I think I was asking Brian at one point. I was like, "Where you at, man? I want to catch up with you." And you're, you're like, "Oh, I'm already halfway through the map. I just man and I'm trying to go get the flag." And I'm like, "Classic Brian, we fucking back." Because Brian's always been someone who will go straight for the flag. And as such, in any tank game type, I can treat it as Slayer, where I can focus on trying to kill people to kind of like defend Brian, because I just know as a player that's going to be what his uh, agenda is. You know, if he was a bot, that's his programming, that's his script, right? So. That's what Brian's going to do, and then he can trust to know what I'm going to be trying to do. But anyway, we do that a couple times. I think one time uh, a tank spawned, and uh, Brian got to use the tank for a quick, very brief moment before we got yeah, blown up. Yeah, I'd like what to tell you guys like? I, how I felt about it, but I wasn't in it long enough to, to say for sure. I pretty much <laughs> ate the... I, I got in the tank, I drove forward, and Josh was like, hey, they got a tank too, and I'm like, really? Boom. Blown up. Gone. Yeah, I, I see Brian get in the tank, and I'm like, oh, let me hop in the turret. Well, there's a guy already on the turret, and I'm like, that's cool. I'll hop on the side like in Halo 2. Can't do that. So then I'm like, that's cool. I'll just run with you alongside you, Brian. And then I do that for a little bit, and then we come across a warthog like instantly. Or not a warthog, a tank instantly. And I'm like, Brian, there's another tank. Shoot him. And then I was like, I'll help you. And I run out right in front of the tank and immediately get killed. I was immediately poor mistake you know, but i was like i'll throw a forget. grenade and hurt him just a little bit maybe it's like maybe it's only like two percent damage but that's an extra two percent for my buddy brian but i died <laughs> i appreciate i always appreciate you josh <laughs> i appreciate you too brian um before i forget josh what, awesome. what, what, what what's our opinions on the fact that jeff sticer's not in the big team battle he's not i did not realize that see now you got this, me the, fucked uh, up well he's well if you noticed he was i mean you played it right he's not there in the big team battle. Okay. Well, actually, this brings up a good side. It's Lor- it's, it's Spartan Lorette, I think. You're right. I do remember her Lorette talking. That brings up a good subject, though, because I I know Aaron and I think somebody else. And if I'm mis, um, misrepresenting you guys, let me know. I'm sorry. But I think they were talking about how the um, in the Discord, how the what are they called again? The AI? Yeah, it's just the AI. The AI yeah, is yeah. Uh, personal AI. They sound a little bit like other games. Like they sound a little bit. Um, don't sound Halo. Don't sound Halo-ish. I agree. Some people are really liking them because it almost feels like self-affirming how they're like rooting for you. But I lean towards I'm I playing, like them more than I don't. I think I'm on the same page as you. However, I am when I'm playing things like Big Team Battle and I'm not realizing that Jeff Steister's there. I'm realizing that tells me that there's a little bit of sensory overload going on. There's just like you're supposed to hear her. You're supposed to hear these AI talking. There's the Spartan chatter. That's a lot that's kind of going on right there. And a lot of audio cues to be taking. Plus, if you're going to be um, talking with friends, which I like, Brian and I were talking as we were playing, I'm not picking up on all that shit. So in one sense, do I mind that Jeff Styers has gone from that? No. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, I didn't even realize he wasn't there. That's kind of See, a, a weird little issue in itself. This is kind of where I want to go with this because I'm like, if you ask Take me, me Brian, would you prefer Jeff Steitzer be there or not? I'm going to say, yeah, I'd rather have Jeff Steitzer than Lored or, or whatever. But I didn't notice it at first either. And... I don't, I don't know why. It's one of those things where I think, you know, they should have the ability, 343 should have the ability to do things differently sometimes. And I've already seen certain people on Facebook, or not Facebook, while well, Twitter, uh, basically trying to make arguments for Jeff Steitzer needing to be there, which it's not, I don't have an issue with people fighting for Jeff Steitzer to be in there, but people are spinning it as like a big issue or something that's going to harm the game. And I'm like, you know, guys, I understand the attachment. I have it too. I would prefer Jeff Seitzer, but I don't think it's so much this huge issue that's going to harm the game. I think it's a preference and I think it's hard for us to move on. I think we sometimes we forget that we are, a lot of us are in our 30s or older. I was going to say, I think that's just edgelord talk, to be honest, because I really yeah, think man, it's, it's just a case. It's a 20-year-old of, franchise, man. Some stuff on. can change. Yeah, it's exactly. There's so many different cases of things that are so new in this that we don't think we're going to like because it's different. 
change sucks. Yeah. I get it. Everyone hates it. We I'm guilty of it too at times. So, but well, like, the, come on. We, we've 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 talked about in the past like it. Uh, Steve Downs isn't going to live forever. Jeff Steitzer's not going to live forever. If Halo Infinite is in the game. Where, uh, but you know, Brian just uh, recycled the dialogue he's recorded from previous games. Well, come on, you know, guys. I've, you, I'm, I've thought of that before, too, but usually companies just don't do that. Right. I've just noticed that they just don't do that. But, you know, and I know some people could be like, well, Brian, maybe this is Jeff Steitzer's last game, so it's important we get him in there. He is in there, guys. He's in there for all, all the 4v4 stuff. They've decided that they want to make Big Team Battle have this like more theatrical experience of the Pelicans coming in. Yeah, I was just going to say, let's talk about that specifically. I think we both were on the same page. We actually ended up realizing we liked uh, getting to hear the inbound stuff uh, for the vehicles and want to see the Pelicans drop them off. And that was something we initially weren't too sure we were going to be keen on. I'm actually really impressed with their level of restraint. That's that's how I see it is like 343's level of restraint because what they've done is this is based, this, this game mode, big team battle it is at its core the exact same thing that Bungie did. There is nothing at its core. There's nothing different about it. They literally copy-pasted Big Team Battle, and that's what we want as fans. But they decided to add little tweaks to it to give it a more theatrical feel, to make it feel more like a big battle with the Pelicans dropping stuff in and the commander in your ear and you got your personal AI. So I just admire the restraint because they didn't they didn't do stuff like they've done before where they're like, oh, we got to reinvent the wheel. we got to do something completely new like Warzone. They're like, no. This is straight up. This is Bungie's big team battle, but we're going to make a few little tweaks to put our own spin on it, and I think it's genius. Honestly, I'm surprised that Bungie never thought to have spawning act as a pelican dropping something off instead of it just appearing. Because yeah, maybe they wanted I, to, but they were like, no, you know. Yeah, I mean, I if, you, if you guys don't know this, I mean, the pelican dropping an item off, it's not actually like... It doesn't change gameplay at all. It's not like the pelican. Can I don't be shot even out of notice it, and I mean that in the best possible way, and when I have seen the pelican drop something off, I'm like... That's kind of neat. You it's know? just spawning. It's not distracting I mean, at all. It yeah. genuinely isn't. Now, the other thing, though, is I wanted to talk about from earlier is the commando. This was honestly where I really felt like I got to see the commando shine was on this map in Big Team mm-hmm. Battle specifically because just the long distance, it serves as a really nice go-between between like a sniper rifle and a battle rifle. And uh, go ahead. You know, I miss the DMR so much, and Me I too. love the DMR. I probably even like the DMR better than the commando, but I yeah. still prefer this decision they made. I think this was so smart to have the BR and then have this commando, which serves a different role. The, the DMR always felt like just another version of you know, it. Definitely was different from a BR, but you kind of felt like they were fulfilling the same role. No, for sure. I mean, they were still yeah. distinct enough. I mean, the battle rifle felt like more close quarters, because the DMR still felt a bit like mid to long range. Yeah. felt like a, a nice go-between between the sniper rifle and the battle rifle. So... Yeah. Um, I like that the commandos there. I, yeah, if I could, if I could get the DMR back, as much as I think I probably said before, the opposite. Um, I do miss the DMR. I'd like to have it back. But the commando, it, it was nice to finally see it get its use here because I think for for a lot of people, it was like, well, this weapon sounds cool, um, aesthetically looks cool, but it doesn't feel like good to use. And now getting to see it um, in big team battle was actually quite fun. I had a lot of fun kind of going up on some higher plateaus and, and kind of standing up there until maybe I'd see the sniper rifle spawn or. You know, get some other weapon or something else that would pull me away and just kind of sit up there and look down below. I mean, that's what I love about that map is it has so much verticality to it, like Brian said. So you want to go out and just the, the regular roads and everything, you want to navigate those dead zones. Um, you might actually be okay because things like strongholds and stuff are going to really kind of pull you to that. But on the other hand, if you want to, there's so many different plateaus where you can play the high ground, Obi-Wan style, and just sit up there and pepper people from down below, you know, and that's awesome. That feels super rewarding when I see people like there's a stronghold base and maybe Brian's like running in there and I'm up top perched up watching with the commando. 
bam, I'm just shooting down, trying to provide suppressing fire. That kind of stuff makes me feel really rewarded as a player because it gives me that option in my brain. Do I want to go high? Do I want to go low? Um, and how do I want to use this weapon? You know, and I, I love that kind of agency. I mean, stuff we kind of take for granted, but the fact that I get that opportunity to think like that is important to me. And I love that that map gives me that opportunity. Plus, it just looks pretty damn beautiful. Yeah, a um, couple questions I want to ask for you, Josh, before we move to our next segment here. Sure. Um, of course, say anything you need to say. Um, but uh, something I kind of talked to Josh about yesterday when we were, it might be in the Patreon episode we did, I'm not sure, that's at patreon.com slash Um Ooh. But um, the, the way that the multiplayer in Halo Infinite is compared to Halo 5, uh, it feels like, Josh and I may have may end up preferring the 4v4 of Halo 5 because we just loved Halo 5's multiplayer so much. But with Infinite offering so much more, as in the aesthetics are superior, the armor is superior, the map design superior, the big team battle exists, I think that as a whole might make us prefer infinite as in a complete experience over five but i think right now and i don't and i don't want to speak for you josh but i think right now i'm no, kind of no. leaning towards i've I had more you. fun in 4v4 with halo 5 i i, I just the 4v4 and halo 5 is just mind-blowing right. to me it's so good so I, i'm kind of leaning towards liking that more a bit still but i think overall i'm probably gonna end up saying halo infinite's multiplayer is better just because it has so much more in its pros column than right halo well let's 5. talk about that a little because i feel like um i'm this in the same boat and I feel like the reason why is because I liked the introductions at the beginning. You know, Infinite doesn't feel like it has a, as big of a push on rushing power weapons or, or specific pickups. And I think that's going to be good. I think that'll be good. It's its own thing. And we still are, have only played the flight. We're seeing a diet version of what the multiplayer's full offerings. But um, I loved how Fives was like, you know, it showed you where the weapon is. It showed you where the snipe is. It made players want to push for those sorts of things where OS was, you know, things like that. And I kind of miss that initial advantage, that momentum push or pull, like when you were on Plaza and there's a over OS on that little bridge and stuff like that. Um, I kind of miss, kind of miss those moments um, where you really. Well, you like the way the camera highlighted the map at the beginning, right? Absolutely, like I love I love the way it introduced things to you. It got you psyched up, ready for the map. Like it just it it invited sweatiness. It invited competitiveness. And, Which they might be trying to tone down a bit, right? And I that's good. It's for the betterment. But I'm you know, speaking on the side that prefers Halo Fives. I mean, in one sense. But I also, you know, I also just loved um, some of the medals, uh, some of the medals they had in there, and just how how it played. I'm missing thrust is just a regular like default thing. I'm yeah. realizing a lot um, how much I <laughs> it made me a better player because I could make stupid decisions and then and retreat. Yeah, and correct them exactly. Well said. So. Um, but like Brian said, uh, I think Infinite is going to be a lot better because it, it does hit that smooth ground. It's like for me, it's like right now, aesthetically, has some Halo 1 vibes to it a little bit. But I feel like it's like Halo 3 in 2021, but it plays like Halo 3 and Halo 5. And I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I'm in, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, I really think it's going to end up. Not Penny's boat, is it? It's not Penny's boat. What? That's a lost reference. Just forget it. I, I know. I knew it was a lost reference, but I was wondering how it was relative <laughs> yeah. to what we were talking about. Yeah, um, this is my brain, Brian. No, it's just, okay. you gotta love it. Uh, 
No, I think Infinite's going to be probably one of my more favorite multiplayers overall as a package because it right. seems like it has that going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that it's just that Halo 5 4v5. I know some people listening are probably going, man, guys, Halo 5's multiplayer sucks. I'm like, I don't understand that. Did you see that, that Acme video he posted where he, people were shit-talking? Like, someone was in there and they're like, I did. you fucking sound like a 40-year-old, bro. He's like, like and the one guy was like, playing? yeah, what's wrong with him? He's like, oh, God. And the dude clearly sounded like he was just a weebaboo in his fucking early yeah. 20s. I was like, fuck yeah. out of here, man. But it was so uh, funny. Josh, it was so funny. Josh, final question I have for you on this this topic. Sure. Um, I still so have a bit more to talk give? about with the multiplayer, but no, I'll, I'll Okay, okay. Well, because I, I know I want to talk about streaming after that. Yeah, but just absolutely. You let me know when you're ready for no, that. No, I'm good, man. Um, but my, my final question would be, what would you give Halo multiplayer based on this flight alone out of 10? Halo Infinite um, out of 10? Collectively, four v four and big team. Six out of ten. Um, Six out of ten. Okay, wow. Yeah, that sounds harsh, but I mean, I, I'm still looking at it as in the scope of this is a die game. Okay, like one, I guess criticism or a, I don't even really want to call it a criticism, but like for big team battle on that map, um, it's kind of tough because the the vehicle navigation is a bit more challenging. It's really tough to get a tank around there. It's really tough to get the warthogs around, and that's cool. It makes me excited for that. But I also would have liked a map that was a bit more spacious or or they could have maybe added in another big team battle map that could have balanced out like the comparisons, the the, the dichotomy, I guess. I hate, I don't want to overuse that word, but just the differences, the dynamics, the contrast between the two. Um, that would have been quite interesting to kind of see that because 12v12 is huge. I mean, that's just, it's weird to think. I mean, we literally just played, you know, like, you know, like we played in Warzone, which uh, had the most players we've ever had in Halo. And that was crazy. It felt like pure anarchy going on in that. So it was fun, but I need a little bit more to kind of get a better picture. You know what I mean? Like my first yeah. impressions is of playing a very congested map that's fun in that way, but I need to see something else to really help that stand out on its own because right now I'm kind of lumping in the congestion with my thoughts on BTB overall. I kind of need a bit of a difference there to, to balance that out. And then with just overall multiplayer, um, I do. I, I don't – I'm sounding like Charlie Day. I don't – I don't know uh, if it needs really uh, to have the power weapon stuff at the beginning to really um, have that emphasis. But right now, it, I don't feel when I'm playing 4v4 Slayer on, like, Recharge, um, what am I trying to do exactly? Like, what's my goal here as a player? Like, I don't feel that the same way I felt in 5. And granted, 5 was the only one to really do that. So in the sense, it's in the minority. But coming off that, um, I don't really get any... Like, the match starts. What am I going to do? You know, I know where the brute hammer is. I know where some of these other weapons is, BR and commando and things like that. I know bottom's got camo or whatever it is. But I mean, there's no real push to go grab these things. There's no real incentive. So then, at the same time, am I just shooting to kill? Like, what's my real well, goal here? Like you, like you've already said, I, I think that's how most Halo games were. It's just five put such an emphasis on the sweatiness, on the MLG, on getting the power weapon to turn the tides. It doesn't feel like it's as important to do that in this game. No, Which could be sure. seen as a negative. For or sure. A no, and, uh, but I I, uh, I only say 6 out of 10. It's because I'm, I'm only, I realize I'm looking at a very small version of this. I don't want that to like collectively, I don't want to be like 10 out of 10. I feel like that's a bit hyperbolic to say right now because um, we're only seeing a small fraction of it. And I also yeah. think Behemoth isn't good for 4v4. I also don't think it's good for 12v12, to be clear, but um, size-wise, it's a bit weird because you have so much that is just dead zones on your left and your right of the sands. And you do have some fun agency running uh, through some different rocks and stuff like that, and you got that one, those like platforms up at the side that either spawn Sniper or the um, weapon I'm totally... The Ravager or whatever the fuck it is. I'm totally blanking on right now. But um, 
you got a little bit of agency there, but I mean, uh, it just doesn't feel super satisfying. It feels like a big team battle map. It, it really does, but yet it's not. And that's kind of, um, it's got a bit of an identity crisis to me. But yet, um, you look at like Bazaar. I think Bazaar is great for its maneuverability. Um, like you said, re- Recharge, I think, is honestly because of the symmetricality. Definitely has a lot of like lockout vibes um, or the Guardian, things like that. Um, and then the Live Fire. It's I, to me that that screams like Rumble Pit. It just has a fun like casualness to it, not necessarily competitive because it's so small. But who knows? That might be a map to take off. But either way, it's nice to it's nice to get a lot of varied stuff. I mean, biggest takeaway overall, honestly, map dynamic, aesthetics, so different, and that's so welcomed coming off of Halo Five, which was very similar. You know, it's so weird, Josh, is yeah, after listening to you talk and give your score, I think you've lowered my score. <laughs> oh, yeah. How so? Because, because well, because here's what came, I'm only having a great time with Halo Infinite. Me too. And, Me I too. Really, and I really don't think there's anything anything big I want improved. I think it's just good as it is. Um, but if I think about Halo, it might just be, honestly, I want to clarify this. I want to clarify two things, guys. First of all, we're making this statement right now with very little of the multiplayer actually played. The game hasn't released. And then secondly, I think there's some bias going on as just to my age and my life because when I when the Halo Five beta came out, I couldn't put that game down. I couldn't stop playing the Halo Five. Those beta. are good times, man. Yeah, like I, I I would wake up and want to play Halo Five beta. With the Infinite beta, I feel like I just need to play a couple matches and then I go do something else. You know, like I'm not. And I know I'm, I'm not sure a some of that's person. just being in content creation though too. You know what I mean? And this knowing that true, got this I guess. Way cover it but like i don't know halo 5 was just hard for me to put down it was so good the 4v4 and and with halo infinite doesn't seem to be as much um i would say the big team battle in this game gives it a huge bump on the score for me so i'd say overall right now i'm feeling an 8 out of 10 i thought you were gonna say 8 that's pretty good though Uh, that's pretty good if i was just going the 4v4 i'd probably say 7 but because the big team battle is so extraordinary i would say 8 um but to to give you guys context if i was going to give halo 5's 4v4 by itself a score i'd give it a 10 but if i was to give halo 5's entire multiplayer suite it'd probably be like a six or a seven you know what i mean so oh, it's really fair. when i talk about how great halo 5 is for me it's really that 4v4 experience the rest of it uh, you got me personally thinking, huh? i didn't enjoy their version of big team battle which was just forge i did not enjoy Warzone. i didn't really play much of the objective modes in that game it's really just the 4v4 in halo 5 you're right no, I mean I actually liked Warzone a lot more than you, but um, I don't I don't need it in this, and I don't think I'll miss it too much. Um, and I also it was very microtransaction heavy, just because of all the different legendary weapons and shit you could pick up and unlock. And I don't know, that was just different. But Big Team Battle was kind of a non-existent, <laughs> so the four v four was the best part. But it really, when you strip it down. It was really just the gameplay because honestly, a lot of the maps weren't that memorable. There were some good ones, you know, but honestly, a lot of them had that same UNSC theme that we always we always kind of come back to when we talk about the multiplayer. But like map wise, there just wasn't a whole lot of variety, and some of the maps weren't super fun to play. I always think of fucking state. I don't mean to swear so much, guys, but I think of stasis, and I'm like, oh, I hate it. Can't rough stasis. Top of my head which one that is? Yeah. Well, anyway, um. No, I, I get where you're coming from. I probably I was wondering too as you said that. I'm like maybe mine would be a seven or an eight overall. I'm just one, I feel like I'm going to be really alone on this, but I'm just the more and closer and closer we get to Infinite, and the more Infinite I play, I realize I'm going to be extremely nostalgic for Halo Five. 
That's really good just, though, man. I mean, you look how long it's been. We've reached that. I mean, point. I, I love I love Halo Five. I mean, I and think we talked about that the, way earlier on in the show. In the all the criticisms with Halo Five, I agree with. You know, yeah. bad story. You know, too sweaty. No big team battle. Too many micro. That's I, I agree a good with sign, though, Brian, because that means that we're on the cusp of a new Halo coming out. But not only that, that this one feels so much fun to play. That everything else that was hard to deal with back in the day is now suddenly getting sweeter in our eyes. It's aging true, like wine. True, true. Like, I mean, I even think about Halo 5's campaign and I'm nostalgic. I'm just like, that was a good time. You know, the story was not good, but oh well. You know, Tell me where it's like, for I much desire to speak with him. Yeah, dude, it's going to be weird to think of. Like, it's weird to think of Locke being promoted so much, and then now it's like you don't even see him as a character. It's like, wow, yeah. that was a one-off thing. I think thing. he's going to be in the game, but we'll I'm sure, but find out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Josh, I what I was ready to talk about is some, the, our, our thoughts on, like, streaming and stuff, but did you have more you want to talk about? With yeah, just stuff? a little bit, just okay. a little bit. Go ahead, but, man. Um, no, we had a lot of fun playing that big team battle. Um, Brian and I managed to get into a Warthog at one point. We're trying to do a Warthog run, which I don't I, can't, I don't think it ended up going too well. I think we died. I think we died in that. Um but I've had a lot more fun using the weapons now that I've gotten to mess around with a lot of that stuff more, like using the plasma pistol to take down people's shields, which is still tricky. Um, I see some conversations about whether or not that should be used as an EMP for vehicles. How do you yeah. feel about that, Brian? I, I like that the that we have the we use the like electric stuff now for taking out vehicles. Yeah. I think the plasma. Here's what I don't understand. You know, people are like, "Oh, the plasma pistol is worthless, worthless now." Well, why have it? I'm like, because it super easily takes down your opponent's shields, just Spartan mm-hmm. shields. Like to me, that makes it a completely viable weapon. You still got your new, your, your noob combo there where you pull, you get your plasma pistol, you take their shields out. I mean, it's oh. totally fulfilling a role. Right. Let's talk about the pistol and how much that thing kind of sucks. Like we don't, well, really, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, harsh. I'm sorry. I love you guys. It's tough because Halo 5's pistol was legendary, but arguably it was too good. That's all anyone ever wanted to use. I, I, I wouldn't give up my pistol for a BR in Halo 5. Uh, but I know, then I know I know that much is true. Brian, <laughs> I do. Continue. I don't know if I made if they made any changes between flights, but the very first flight we played months ago, yeah, that I liked the pistol then. I was doing pretty well with it. Now I'm having trouble. What do you think? Either I'm just weird and I suck, or they actually changed something. But ultimately, it's clear they've put the pistol in a position where it's not bad, in my opinion. But it's not so good. You're not you're ready to get rid of it. Like I'm ready to get rid of it right now. You know, I'm ready <laughs> to go wrong. But when you spawn, like when the match starts, don't you start with the pistol? It's not the AR, or do you start? No, with it's the AR? AR and the pistols on the backup. I oh, you're know. right. You're right. You're right. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. But you're you're. I mean, the nice thing about it is like it's. I'm willing to get rid of it now, where I wasn't in Halo Five. But at the same time, like I don't know when I'm shooting it. I just feel like you got to shoot it so fast, and the aim's all over the place. I just have trouble. But I'm wondering, yeah, especially when you bring that up, I'm wondering if it's just conditioning because the fact that then all the more of the AR is the starting weapon, and the AR actually feels really good. It feels very. Yeah, powerful. I love the AR. Don't I almost, touch the AR. Please. I don't even need to touch the pistol if I have the AR. So if I'm going by that mindset, it almost makes it feel like older Halos, like Halo Three, let's say, where the uh, you know uh, where the the pistol just didn't feel as good. So yeah. it's like it's a secondary. If you, if well, you, I think if if you if can, can guarantee your aim, the pistol's still better than the. AR. It's still decent, yeah. But it's like at the same time, it's like I think I'm just gonna I, I gotta unlearn how I went in with Halo Five, where I wanted to have yeah, that as a prime memory that. when I was traversing through the map until I got something better, and I need to just uh, I need to just keep my assault rifle out. I think I gotta unlearn, you know, I gotta unlearn it and relearn it from the ground up. Yeah, with this, I, and I that's totally that's a that. bit tricky, but. Uh, 
Yeah, overall, though, um, weapons-wise, I've been having a lot more fun using the weapons, even though I suck with most of the newer ones. Uh, the Storm Rifle, I think it is. That's the one we don't like the most. What is the Storm Rifle? Uh, not the Storm Rifle. Storm Rifle is the one from Halo 4, Josh, uh, uh, the Covenant one. No, it's the Pulse Rifle. I am a grizzled agent. The Pulse Rifle, yes. Not too big on that, but I can still see its use. But uh, I think that's one of the more unnecessary-feeling ones, the more unsatisfying ones. What do you think about yeah. that? Yeah, Pulse Rifle, I never want to pick it up. It, it looks... <laughs> I, it looks so when I saw the storm rifle on the ground in Halo 4, I saw it as a non gun. I'm just like, I'm never going to pick that up. I'd rather yeah. walk around without ammo. I was um, just going to ask, the, like, in this one in Halo Infinite, are you like, if you see that and you get your, your assault rifles out of ammo, you're like, I still won't pick it up? Nah, it's like, maybe I'll pick up ammo. I don't, I don't like the pulse rifle. I'm not saying it's objectively bad. I'm just saying, no thanks. Oh, and that's not another thing, too. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, is having the man cannons on. Fragmentation. I love the man cannon. Man cannon is like we we, t- we mentioned it briefly earlier with Behemoth, but like on fragmentation, it's so awesome. I, like I see Brian going right off into in sailing in the air, sailing away, and it just again it gives you so many options. That feels very like I get I the believe bow- I can fly. Ooh, ooh, so I believe I can, I can touch, touch the sky. sky. I think about it every night and day. Just Why can't fly my wings and Oh, oh, I believe I can soar. See my grapple shot go into that open forerunner door. I believe <laughs> I can fly. And then the course like, I can't fly. Oh, man. Oh, I got to love it. I love it. Right, watch Space Jam after this. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, I love stuff like that. Um, I just have a lot of fun. The base itself, because of the man cannon, I'm like Valhalla. I'm like, take, I'm there. Oh, yeah. You know? And, I mean, uh, I like, I've, I, this possible, this could be, if you take Blood Gulch, Coagulation, Valhalla, all those, I can't remember, the one in Halo 4 is Ragnarok, yeah. I don't think, there, there wasn't one in Halo 5 because no big team oh, battle. Oh man. If you take all of them, this might be my favorite one, it's possible. If you could make, if you could remake a BTB map from any of the older Halos, and you could have it in Infinite, I would choose right now Containment, because the bases were so massive that it feels like 12v12 would be perfect for stuff like that. You had the tanks, you had the Banshees, the Warthog, oh That's man. Tough. Yeah, that's tough. I think maybe just to be different, but now that we have twelve v twelve more players in the map, I think yeah. we could finally you have a proper that winter that winter DLC map from Halo Two. What's it called? It was containment. Is that what? Is that so? We were talking about the same thing yeah. this whole time. Same lines, buddy. We're bros. Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> that map, I felt like it was always just a little too big for Halo Two, even when you did eight v eight. Yeah. So now 12 v 12, man. Yeah. And you got those passageways. You got the middle. Absolutely. That's perfect. That's that was made for infinite. Yeah. Get it in there. Jeff, if you're listening, man, please pass pass it down the line. Do it. I like how we're assuming that if anyone from 343 is listening to the podcast, it's only Jeff. No, uh yeah, yeah. Overall, so we can pass over to Brian and move on to the next topic. Um I, I'm having a really good time with the multiplayer. And uh, you know, whereas I got my ass kicked the first weekend or this this last weekend, um, Playing with Brian, uh, I was actually doing really good with my my KD and stuff like that. And it made me feel good playing with friends. Um, and it just felt good communicating. Brian and I didn't really get in the super sweaty competitive sense. We just kind of like talked as we played. But, uh, I, you know, and that was the fun of big team battle is that, you know, it's just it's supposed to be more casual fun. But you can still inject some competitiveness into it. It's exactly what it needs to be. And that's so much of what's come before. But that's also it's also very different. And it feels like it hit refresh. Brian said a lot in that recording I'm paraphrasing, but it was like um, they've not really done anything to like change it, but yet it feels refreshed enough that it does feel new that people could really become latched onto this kind of thing. I think so. Yeah, uh, I think they're moving in a great direction. I think I think they're on the uphill swing right now. I, yeah, 
Yeah. Just insane how beautiful it looks. I mean, it, it it's just making me enjoy it more. I hate to be one of those shallow people that are just about visuals, but damn, is it just making it so they much can manage, more. If they manage to uh, you know, do some marketing when it gets a bit closer and then the game comes out and it works and the campaign's at least decent uh, and this Say multiplayer is as good as it feels. A Redditor? What's like that? Sound like you said it leaks decent. Oh, no. Was le- oh, I thought you were going to go for a D's nuts there. At least oh, not nuts. yet. Josh is like, it's coming, buddy. Don't worry about it. Um. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win. I think if they can just land, land, launch, do some cool marketing beforehand, and the campaign's not bad, they won. They won. Oh yeah. I think it'll be successful. And that's the bottom line. Because yeah. Brian's um, pain said so. As a segue, though, as a segue, though, oh, I shit. don't know if I don't know if based on what we have right here, if this is gonna maintain being a game that's up at the top of the Twitch stream, like. You know that culture. I don't know if it's going to stay up there with, with just with big team battle and four v four and stuff. I don't know if it's got that. But this is kind of yeah, you know this I is what we've mentioned streaming a few times throughout this episode. Like we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about it. Probably not in the way you guys thought we were going to talk about it. Um, but for me and Josh, we've just kind of felt. And this no one's doing anything wrong. There's nothing objectively negative happening. Uh, it's just kind of me and Josh's personal feelings, preferences. World. Um, yeah, we're, I mean, Josh is 33, I'm 29, uh, we've, we've been playing Halo for a long time, and we've been gaming for a long time, and right now with, gaming. with these, with these flights coming out, we're just kind of feeling ostracized, I think that's the best word to use, ostracized by the gaming culture, because we just don't really fit in it anymore. Um, you notice when people are playing these, this flight, uh, what, the big thing that, that's getting centered on is people's Twitch streams, and their, their clips, and their footage, and their, they're live streaming and just the whole that whole culture around watching people play games and how successful will this game be on Twitch and and getting good vods to to upload from your Twitch stream and it's just it's not really what Josh and I resonate with in gaming and also as content creators because me and Josh don't stream we do put out YouTube videos from time to time but we we're mostly it's our voices it's our opinions it's our community and. So I, I noticed, like when we see the flights come out, you see a lot of the people at three four three, really like resonating with those people who are Twitch streaming. They're watching their Twitch streams, they're joining their Twitch streams, they're commenting, retweeting, um, and I get that because you got to think as creators at three four three, what's going to be most exciting for them? The ability to go watch someone play their creation and, and see their live reactions. That's got to be so awesome for them. And I mean, I remember even Joe Staten talking about in one of those behind the scenes things about how he's really excited to see what the Twitch streamers will do when they get a hold of this game. And it's like, you know, objectively, nothing wrong with that and really cool and really exciting for game developers and gamers alike. But subjectively, on a personal level, that kind of sucks for us. You know, we don't really. We don't really care about Twitch streaming. We don't really want a Twitch stream. Josh, maybe a little bit more than me, could go for that. Um, we don't. We don't like watching other people play games. We just like, you know, the typical gaming we grew up with. We like getting a game, playing it with friends, playing the campaign, the story, having a great time. And it just feels like we're a part of this culture that we no longer kind of fit the mold for anymore. And, and the flightings really highlighted that because. You know, me and Josh are just kind of sharing our opinions through Twitter or, or the podcast, and you have all these people Twitch streaming, and it just—I don't know—I just feel out of place, and I'm not willing to to start doing something like that because it wouldn't—I wouldn't have passion for it, you know. So, Josh, what do you think about that? After well, that? right now, I just want to give a quick shout out to Prey, who I you can't believe has to go all drive all the way to work 
on a Saturday. Oh. On a Saturday. Perfect uh, I time. just got that right now. Oh, of man. Uh, love you, buddy. And, man, Brian, when you said when you said ostracized, I thought to myself, that must be, like, if is that what it's like to get attacked by an ostrich? Like, if I get attacked by an ostrich, did I oh, technically yeah. get ostracized? You know what I mean? Like, yes. is that an attack that it's, like, it's an, it's an attack move? Like if it's Ostracized is, I think, is when the, the ostrich looks at you and sizes you up. To hell see yeah. Worth fighting. Ostrich used ostracize. It's super effective. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, I'm kind of in the, in the similar boat as Brian for sure. Cause I mean, yeah, uh, I've always kind of like dreamed about maybe doing Twitch streaming stuff. That's always been something I've really fancied, but, um, I just don't have the, uh, availability to really make that happen right now. But Hey, if you guys are interested, let me know and we'll try to make that happen for some sacred icon stuff. But, um, I don't typically watch people play for too, too long. I, I like to watch my friends play. But in terms of people, I don't really know too much. Um, I don't really get into all that as much. And it was kind of a bummer um, the the first week because, I, like I said, I wasn't having as much time being on third shift to really fit within those time constraints that they were having. So for me, all I was seeing was on Twitter all these different clips, all these people getting this cool stuff. And it was a little bit of FOMO on my end, which is no one else's fault. Everyone should be playing it. Should be. It's not, not like everyone should stop and wait for me. I'm glad everyone was playing it. Everyone was seeing... Um, these cool things that you can do. And it was so great for 343 to see that because they, I'm sure they're passing it around. And some guy who worked all the time on this grapple shot and was like, oh, this is all, you know, it's cool to see people enjoying this or pulling off cool moments or they're streaming and you're seeing the reactions of their O faces and stuff. You know, everyone's busting fatties all over, left and right, uh, playing the, that game. And it's just really a positive time in the community. And that's really awesome. But at the same time, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, in a sense that that's moving in the direction of the future of Halo. That that's not really something um, we're as interested in, and I don't mean we don't mean that in the sense of like doing podcasts. I mean that in just the sense of us as gamers and Halo fans. It's not really as much our appeal. Um, I'm not gonna want to watch too many other player. I, I just I never really watch people play multiplayer, you know, unless they're playing with a bunch of friends. Like if I'm watching like Angry Joe do some shit, I watch that, you know, because it's a little more entertaining. Yeah. But it depends on the people. But typically, what? watching people play multiplayer doesn't do it for me, and I don't watch esports for that reason because I don't like. I get real turned off at a lot of the raging. People get too aggressive. I'm all for being competitive, but you got to be able to balance that out. Um, and uh, esports people sometimes take things a little too seriously, which makes sense why there's so much money on the line. There's a lot on the line, but it's just not for me. That's all I'm saying. It's just not for me as much. So yeah, and I mean it makes sense with you know because the, with the going forward with live service, the live service stuff, and games trying to be your hobby, and the streaming stuff, it just it just feels like. Josh and I are getting left behind a little bit because I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. Josh can interrupt me if I'm, if he thinks I'm not representing properly. But Halo Infinite's going to come out. We're going to play the campaign. We're going to play a bunch of multiplayer. A ton, we're going to play Halo Infinite a lot for probably three weeks to a month. And then after the three weeks to a month, we're going to continue to hop into multiplayer, you know, here and there from day after day. You know, maybe skip a day here, play here or there. Play with people in the Discord, stuff like that. And we'll continue to do that. We'll continue to jump into multiplayer from time to time. But... Put yourself out two, three months from Halo Infinite's launch. Me and Josh are looking to play the next release game, or go back to some other game in our backlog, or or revisit something. We're ready to move on to the next game. We're, we're there. We're, we're not. We don't place all of our eggs in one basket, and we're not really interested in having a hobby game or a game that we're going to live stream twenty four seven. We just want to experience it to its fullest. And of course, with something like Halo, be able to go back to it and play multiplayer. I mean, for, with Halo Five, we still today. We will go through months where we maybe don't play it, but we'll go. We'll get together and we'll go. Let's play Halo Five and we'll play some Halo Five, and that's how we are as gamers. And I know there's so many people 
that are waiting for Halo Infinite to be their be-all, end-all. This is the game that they're going to start playing in November, or I'm sorry, December, and they're going to play it till the next December, and the next December, and the next December. They're going to hang on every new map and every new update. They're going to make videos about how they tweak the plasma pistols, damage. They're going to be so into it, and it's going to be their hobby game. And that's great, and that's awesome. And I'm sure for the people who work with 343, that's preferable to, to have people, fans, that that's their hobby game. But for me and Josh, it's, it's a... You know, it's a build up to launch. We play the game. We really wear it out, and then I, it's time to I move think on. That's to the new also a good segue in a sense, because I mean, I, I think for us, you know, guys, it's a lot of the. You look back at the podcast, and a lot of the content this year has been mostly geared toward Infinite. You know, I think aside from the big stretch we had doing the Age of Four retrospective with Alex, you know, you've had some one off episodes that were non Infinite stuff, but um, you mostly had a lot of Infinite news, the topical stuff that we've covered, and. Um, well, that's something I, I know Brian and I will still be doing, depending on the stuff, of course, going forward. We're also There's also going to be getting back to some episodes where we can just be nostalgic and we can say, hey, let's just do an episode talking about the favorite weapons in Halo. Or, hey, let's talk about um, let's talk about Halo 1. Let's do a Halo 1 retrospective. Let's do some other stuff, you know, that where it's not just going to be um, infinite stuff all the time. There might There's going to be times where there's certain just aspects we're not going to want to... Really well, if you look at the first year of Sacred Icon, it's very evident. If you go back to those episodes, we didn't start this to be an infinite podcast. We didn't start this because we were hyped for infinite. We started this because we love Halo. We like playing Halo games, and we're nostalgic for them. We have a lot to say about them. Right. Um, so yeah, well, like Josh said, day, this I mean, last we, we do this because it's it's nostalgic for us, and we were excited about this new game coming out, and that's just a huge bonus to all of this, and that's taking precedent because we're excited. We want to play it. You all want to play it. It's just topical. It's so much fun to be excited for something new and just kind of, I think, wash away some of the bad taint that uh, Halo 5 left in some ways for people. It's kind of nice to get to I think if I think if a year from now Josh and I were still only talking about Infinite, I think I would be unhappy. I think I would really be unhappy because... And even maybe they've provided updates monthly enough to give us enough to talk about for another year. I still think I'd be unhappy because yeah. this isn't this isn't supposed to be a hobby podcast. This isn't supposed to be a one game podcast. It was a Halo podcast, and we're gonna have lots to say about, you know, the the books, the the show, ex- other extended media. Yeah, and obviously, the, you know, yeah, the game, the yeah. older games, and everything. So, yeah, and there's so much other stuff we want to talk about too. And I mean, obviously, Halo is always gonna take priority, but I mean, there's gonna be other stuff we we want to explore too. Is so much coming out next year. I mean, not only do you have in the Halo verse, you got the Halo Showtime show that we'll finally be getting. But you're going to have Lord of the Rings show and so much of this other stuff we're going to want to talk yeah. about at times. Yeah, too. we love doing oddball episodes too where we can talk about other things. Don't get us wrong. You can expect consistent Halo content f- from us as long as Sacred Icon's around. It's just when, like, we're, we can, we can make ourselves not talk about, you know, Lord of the Rings or something when we're in the mood and stick to Halo. We can do that. But what we can't do is also make ourselves only talk about Halo Infinite till the end of time. Yeah, and we know you guys are the same way. I mean, there's a lot of you guys who are excited for that stuff, but I know you guys have given us so much feedback over the past about like our ODST episode, um, some of the retrospectives like the Halo 4 one. It's fun to be nostalgic about that stuff. And honestly, I feel like most gaming podcasts nowadays are more topical focused. And I'm listening to ones like High Potion because I love... I love the fact that it's just more digging into the nostalgia and stuff like that, and I can just escape yep. and, and go back and or get excited about a game I haven't played. And uh, it's really fun to do that with Halo. It's and it, for us, that's that's where I think Brian and I want to go is honestly in the direction of being you know talking about the new stuff when it's when it's really worth talking about, but then also being nostalgic. So you got a good balance of that between the two. Yeah, I mean, if you go my my personal favorite episode of our podcast ever was the episode titled "The Launch of Halo 3. I've told Josh that before. That that episode is so nostalgic. I don't know if me. I have a favorite, but I love so many. Uh, 
Yeah, it's so nostalgic to me because we talk yeah. about Halo 3, we talk about that launch, we have clips in there of of what the news was saying, clips of the trailer, we have people who voiced in clips, and I just like just picturing now, like I miss February those. next yeah, year. I miss them. What's that? Uh, I just miss people doing that. This shit's fun. Yeah. It hasn't really been a, a right time to do that yet, but uh, I've, I've missed those for sure. Yeah, but just picturing like February next year after Infinite's been out two or three years, or two or three months, wow, years. Uh, if we're able to just put out like a, like Josh said, like a Halo Combat Evolved retrospective where, you know, the podcast episode starts out with a cool clip from Halo Combat Evolved and we talk about our experiences with it and levels and how we felt when we first played it. To me, just talking about that right now, that sounds so much more exciting than so much of the, the Infinite coverage we're doing. Not that we don't love the Infinite coverage because we do and it is relevant and it is exciting like Josh said, but, you know, this game will come out. And, it, and I know, like, for a lot of people who maybe play Destiny, you know, where that becomes their game and that's all they, they talk about and follow, that's just not right. going to be us. It's going to be Halo as a whole, which I think most of you listening will probably enjoy that. But there might be somebody who finds our podcast after Infinite launches and they want it to just be an Infinite podcast. And I just don't think that's what interests us. So, yeah, we just we just feel a little bit ostracized by the, you know, the way that uh, content is approached nowadays and the game releases. But... Uh, that's okay though. It doesn't like bother us so much. It's just like, wow, we really are, we really are getting older. We're not the, we're not the new generation anymore. No, and I, I what's going to change? Right. I can agree with everything you said. I think objectively speaking, it's important to have this because it's probably showing three four three right now what they can maybe expect post launch of this game for the awareness. Because since kids are the new generation, since this, I mean, we keep we keep trying to balance it, but to beat around the bush, guys, this is for a new generation. There's the hand-holding of, like, reminding us of, of the old in the soft reboot sense. Yeah. But, honestly, this is, a, this is also a soft reboot because it's essentially trying to be a nice jumping-off point for a new generation. So I think that's going to be good for those kids who do watch a lot of streaming. I was just talking about it with Jeff at work, and I said, you know what? I don't really take part in all that stuff. I don't watch a lot of YouTube, people's content, and stuff like that. But if I was younger, like, if I wasn't growing up in the 90s and I was growing up now... You bet your ass I would totally be doing that stuff. I'd totally be watching tons of people play video games. I wouldn't games. even watch TV. You'd just watch yeah, YouTube and Yeah, I would watch people play video games and do all this gaming t- YouTube stuff and clickbait stuff. I'd watch all of that. because I. So I get why. So I think it's important for 343 that they're seeing this, that they're kind of going with that approach, and that's turning out to be successful for them from the from the outset so far. Because they're gonna kids are going to see this stuff when it comes out and see all these big people that are streaming and think like, holy shit, they're making this look cool. I want to go on there and see if I can do this. Or I want to go on there and have this fun experience. I want to go on there and build this map. And, and you know make this cool, fun mode and stuff like that and forge. So ultimately, it's going to be good. Um, and in a sense, I don't feel like I'm getting left behind. But in another sense, it's like, yeah, because I mean, it's just it's, it's going to be growing into an experience that isn't really for me. But I still get to participate and have fun. I still get to play the campaign, have a blast. I still get to play the multiplayer with my friends. That's really where I'm going to be settling in. I mean, because that's what I've that's what Halo's always been to me. But in terms of like streaming and stuff, I mean, I'd like to sit here and say, hey, maybe Sacred Icon will do some Twitch streaming. But realistically, I don't think we have the time. And uh, we're we're just we're getting older, and we want to we want want to play more with you guys than just stream by ourselves and stuff. Continue. Go ahead. Yeah, the the heart of our content is a time capsule to September 25th, 2007. Like this this podcast circles around Sacred Icon as a whole. You know, me and Josh, it we circle around 2007 and 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 the games prior and and a little bit after too. Like we just kind of perpetually circle around the nostalgia of that time. Like for us, when you know Halo Three reached its conclusion, that was kind of like it, it was an end of an era for Halo. It was also an end of an era for us. Where like now we're gonna grow older 
And of course, more Halos will come out, but like this podcast was so much built upon the feelings for that time. So that's that's where we just talking about it now. Like as we've talked this through on the podcast, I'm really realizing how much more I and I've I have enjoyed doing the episodes we've done with like ODST and the rain in the background retrospective and the Halo launch of Halo Three. Just thinking about those now, I'm going. Wait a minute. It feels like it's been so long since we've done that. I've just been talking about Infinite. <laughs> I miss that, and that's really what gets me pumped and what gets me excited. Even though I was, and we can say this with honesty, because we, we were both pumped and excited to come record this episode today. So it's not like we aren't excited to talk about Infinite. It's just and, if, you like, know, if we got a favorite between the yeah. two, it's like if you're asking us what our favorite like Halo game is, we, we love them all to different degrees, but we have ones that are favorites. So I mean, there's yeah. different ways of podcasting that are kind of our favorites and uh, over others. But yeah, super excited. Something to Something I want to talk this. about in another episode sometime, Josh, is I have really come around to like my favorite Halo of all time is still Halo Two. Yeah. But I've really come to the opinion since we started Sacred Icon, Halo Three is the greatest Halo of all time. I really yeah, do. Like yeah. I feel like it is the objective. And I don't know what objective is, right? Because I can't tell anybody they're wrong if they right. don't agree. But like, I feel like Halo 3 is the objective best Halo ever made, even if 2 is my favorite. No, I just, I so much respect for that game. Hey man, in the Discord real quick, um, John said, what if they added more, referring to um, the, the AI, he said maybe like Virgil or something. And then Montana Menace said, dare. what if... You dare. Now just follow me for a second. He said, what if they added Brian's Bane and Joshua voiced ones? Oh, okay. <laughs> and then that sounds then, pretty that sounds pretty badass, but if, if you had said Roland, I was gonna become enraged. Yeah. Keep that mother effer out of my game. Won't even play infinite <laughs> at that point. Non playable. But yeah. then uh, Joe, the worst. Joe replied instant purchase. And then Montana replied back hundred percent. Hundred percent. Great community. Yeah. Great community. Uh, super funny, but no. Uh, yeah, Roland can stay the fuck out. Don't want anything to do with Roland. Goodbye. I take the Warden Eternal back first. Oh, I would too. I'd fight him fourteen times before I even just saw Absolutely. Roland speak one line of dialogue in his Crimson Sky exactly. gear. Give me Crimson Sky. Roland is Where's the that? worst. Give me, give me the remaster. Where's that over over Roland? We don't need Roland. Like a Halo Five where Roland's just removed. Put him in Crimson Skies, because I'll play it. I'll play it, but like I don't need him. Oh, in I'd anymore. probably like him in Crimson Skies. Yeah. That's the game he was supposed to be in. Yeah, that was absolutely <laughs> a pre-order bonus. Play it day one on Game Pass. Oh, Get God. access to Roland from Halo 5, not Halo Infinite. Hit me up with the sound of Roland's most iconic line in his first spinoff Crimson Skies title. That's my answer, He's right? You get that? You can see what I did there? How he didn't have any lines because none of them were any good? <laughs> Oh, that's gold. I mean, got to laugh on that one. Oh, shit. I think what his hair, here's what I think his line would be Sky's the limit. Okay, that is pretty good. That is pretty good. Speak really corny. Rockets cold. away. It'd be there something generic like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's actually in Halo 5, isn't it, though? <laughs> rockets away or is it rockets up or something. Does Roland no. say it? Not Roland, no. Roland, Roland just stands back looking completely flabbergasted that not everyone's paying attention. Yeah. Like a little bit. Like, pay attention to me. Shut up. Um, Josh, <laughs> you ready You ready for uh, voice or one voice clip from Timberland Bear? Brian, are you ready for these nuts? Oh, I actually am ready for them. I gotcha. Got them. We're back. We back. Bang, we bang. Back. Bang, bang, bang. That's I where I need the sound effect from like what that Halls puts on high potion. was like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I wonder if I put these nuts in the text chat for Halo Infinite if it would let, if it would not block it or not. Didn't tell you guys, but when me and Josh were playing Halo Infinite, I went into the text bot, the text chat they have on the main menu, and I tried to call him a little bitch, and it kept blocking it out. I typed it like five <laughs> words, five times. It wouldn't. So I'm like, if I put these nuts, I wonder if it's gonna block that out. I don't know. <laughs> then he was like, I hope I don't get banned. <laughs> yeah, right. You were banned for saying little bitch five times. And then ending it with uh, these nuts. Oh man. Yeah, let's go with the um, voice clip, man. Absolutely. Let's hear it. All right, here we go. 
let's check it out from our boy Philip Fitzpatrick. Shit. Oh, here it comes. Hey, Brian and Josh, this is Timberland Bear or Phil, whichever you want to call me. Timberland Bear, I gotta try getting out of my comfort zone and send you a voice clip and an email so much, instead of dude. just typing it out this time. I just wanted to say I really appreciate you guys pointing me in the direction of uh, uh, the Forerunner saga between you and the other guys in your Discord. I appreciate that greatly because I have enjoyed every minute of it. I'm almost through Solentium. And I'm freaking excited to finish that. Very nice. Great book. <laughs> and I was thinking about also, uh, after I get done with these, go to Shadows of Reach and read that story. And I think considering that we're going to Zeta Halo on Infinite, that is freaking exciting. <laughs> Especially after reading the Forerunner Saga. And I mm-hmm. recommend anyone reading it that hasn't. Absolutely. Uh it's, it's so good. I don't even know how to explain it. It's a little bit difficult good. at times, but it is 100% worth it. Mostly primordial and difficult. I am so excited for the story in Infinite because of that. I'm trying not to get my hopes up too high, but I think the story in Halo Infinite could be like extremely good considering. And like I said, I'm not trying to get my hopes up too high. <laughs> it's hard sometimes. But I'm looking forward to hopefully some data pads or something with some information on the characters in the forerunner saga books because that'd be pretty cool anyway i just thought i'd leave a voice clip say hey and i appreciate you guys and i love your podcast other people have said it's like halo therapy (laughs) i love you man i think it's more than that sometimes because it helps you get like a i don't know it points you in a better mindset in general and thank you so much man at least that's what it does for me helps me think a little clearer a little more positive, not so toxic and rude sometimes. Sure. And I greatly appreciate it because I have uh, <laughs> I've been a pretty bad troll in the past. <laughs> we've all, been we've all had our moments. We won't go there. <laughs> anyway, this is getting pretty long. I just wanted to say, hey, I appreciate you guys, Josh and Brian, and I appreciate everyone in the Discord because those are some freaking awesome guys. And they're always helpful. That's one other thing I was going to say in the Discord, but I figure I'll just say it here. Like some uh, groups, you'll be like, hey, wh- wh- what is a. Uh, like they'll ask something as simple as, like, I don't know, let's just say they don't know who Cortana is. They're like, who's Cortana? Mm-hmm. And, like, instead of being like, I don't know, you know where Google is, don't you? They'll be like, hey, here's here's a link, or I'll explain it to you real quick, or something yeah. simple like that. Right. I've been in so many groups and stuff where they're just like, go look on Google, like I said. Or, that's what Google is for. Yeah, go look worst. at YouTube, whatever. Sounds like Reddit. The guys in, the, in your Discord are so awesome. They're just like, here, here's a link, or here's a description, or I hope this helps you out. And uh, they're just so helpful. Like, everybody in there is so helpful and so nice. Totally. And I appreciate every single one of them. And I appreciate you guys. And I'll end on that because this clip is getting super long. No, you're fine, man. But anyway, uh, I'll catch you guys later. Man, Tim Bear is such a nice, sweet guy. I love that dude. I'm smiling so hard listening to that, buddy. Yeah. Oh, man. Listen, I... Very kind, dude. You you had so much to say uh, about our community, about us, about... We're really glad that it, it helps you feel like I have a more positive mindset. And 
I get it, you know, I think, cause I think, I think that's, we try to, we try to cultivate that because there's some times where we want to post something rude and we stop and say to ourselves, is that keeping it sacred? Like, is that a sacred icon type of way to go about something? Cause we've almost, you know, I know we created sacred icon, but like we, we also kind of, we created the idea of it. And sometimes we have to challenge ourselves to, to, to abide, hold, to hold true to it, you know, cause sometimes we just get frustrated or irritated um, but dude, thank you so much. We're, since you've been here, dude, you've been a standout community member. Like we, we are always excited to read or listen to what Timberland Bear has to say. And even even my wife has been like, man, that Timberland guy is really, Timberland Bear guy is really supportive because he's always liking and retweeting her stuff on Twitter. So we just love you, dude. Phil, you're such a dear friend, man. Uh, I, I I appreciate you so much and everything you said. And listen, I know it's hard putting yourself out there with this kind of stuff. Um, I wrote into a Star Wars podcast years ago and I was so self-conscious. Like I, I didn't do a voice clip even I wrote in and I was so self-conscious that when they read it out, I hid under my bed because I just, I had, I felt I cringed. Because we're all picturing that. Yeah. I cringed like just at hearing them read what I was saying. And I was like, Oh God. And they, like when I was, when I had sent it in, I was like, this shit's hilarious. <laughs> this shit is so funny. And then, and then they're reading it. And at first they're just reading it and, and taking it in. And I mean, afterward they were, they were fine. They enjoyed it and stuff, but I was just like, Oh fuck. I was like, what was I thinking? And I immediately just had to regret, but no man. Um, it was so great to hear your voice, Phil. Uh, you're a great person, dude. And, uh, listen, we, we all get into those trolling moments at times. Um, I'm sure you guys, when I'm playing on Xbox Live, you guys are going to hear me at some point shit talk somebody, and you're going to be like, whoa, that's not very jovial, <laughs> but it's going to happen. Mean, I also call Josh little bitch about half as much, almost you know, 50%. Yeah, and I call him little crack all the time, so we go back and forth with that, <laughs> giving each other shit all the time. Every time there's a Yeah, we'll just call, call each other in the middle of the day, and Josh will be like, Josh will be like, what's up, crack? And I'll be like, hey, little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time, every single time. But no, man, um, like Brian said, it really means a lot what you said about just kind of the mental... Uh, aspect of it. I mean, it. It. I, I'm really happy to hear that that's transcended Halo so much. That's really important to us, and uh, it's helped us out. Just on the flip side too, when Brian and I are, are feeling a certain way, and we can go on the Arc Channel, or, or we can just go and just have a conversation with you guys, and just kind of vent and know it's a safe space to be able to do that, whether it's good or bad, and stuff like that. And super important, and especially with um, even with Halo, I guess even without, it's just so easy right to get ourselves in a negative mindset and i think just as people we don't we tend to forget like i'll say this in the case of halo but like let's say with expectations and stuff we tend to get ourselves in a position of like where um, something can upset us so much that we don't really stop to think about the trajectory our mindset's on and therefore we just kind of let it funnel and spiral and stuff like that like we're we're focused on what our brain is saying we're not focused on the sort of track the wavelength that's on and it's hard to like stop that but um, we like to think we try to balance that out for ourselves because a lot of this is therapy for ourselves too, as much as it is, you know, for, for you guys from the sound of it. So that is, makes it super rewarding. And, uh, that's some of our favorite compliments is getting to hear how much it feels like halo therapy or just therapy in general. <laughs> that Maybe if we hadn't had a name so and a name in mind already, we would have just called our podcast halo therapy. Cool too, <laughs> yeah. you know? But thank you so much for that, dude. Um, Bill, Josh, you ready you. for me to go into all the... Uh, I do have an iTunes review videos? I want to read off. Okay, yeah, let's do the iTunes review. But before I do, um, Montana Menace uh, replied... I, I'm keeping eyes on this conversation, guys, as uh, we're, we're doing this. And regarding the uh, the AI stuff, both of us, he said... Uh, yeah. I could totally see AI Josh be all like, Hey, Spartan, they are taking our objective. Want to make sure Eshram's butt cheeks don't clench it? Or Brian saying, There's going to be power weapons inbound soon. Get there before some Smeagol acting Spartans get it. Oh man, I love Jeez. you guys. 
Ah, man, so much fun. You know what fun. I think your AI would say, Josh? What would he say? You'd say, like, man, our teammates are sucking ass and not the good kind either. <laughs> <laughs> I do say that a lot when I say, oh, yeah, yeah. When you I do. About yeah, you always got to specify it's not the good kind of sucking. I love you for that, that you ass. recognize that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, man. Shout out to you, Brian. <laughs> um, we got an iTunes review from Grim Reefer. Um, this was September 16th. Said, nailed it. Five stars. Being that my very first Halo slash Xbox were the very first ones, these guys are a well-informed group with a healthy mix of modern events and a bro-ship that I can truly appreciate. They keep the community fun, but most of all, keep it respectful and fresh for my son, who now loves Halo as well. Keep up the great work, guys, and stay sacred. Oh, wow. That's awesome, man. Buddy, well, I apologize in advance that the fact that I swear so much. I need to like cut down on that a little bit, man. <laughs> I really do. But thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, we got to work on that. We're, I, we're you know, we're that's baddies. me. Let's be real. It's Josh. I'm a well, bad boy. I said ass a couple times. <laughs> well, that's pretty tame compared to what I say. But no, no, thank you so much for sending that in. And the brochure stuff means a lot, uh, guys. Uh, just because the the conversations Brian and I have, it's great getting to see them translate. Um, through you guys and some of the the jokes you make and, and uh, just all the inside humor and stuff like that we get to have. So. Really appreciate the iTunes review. There was a time where we didn't have any, and now we have quite a few. So I mean, far, we've had a record, guys, of at least one a week. So please get those in for yeah. us because they really help bump up. I also like his name. The Grim, Grim Reefer. Reefer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. yeah, but no, thank you so much. It really does. It really does help uh, bump us uh, up for awareness for a lot of people out there. And that's really brought in a lot of people. So please keep those up, guys. We want to read them off. Um, and, and you can ask us to do anything and we'll say it on yes. the podcast. Yes. Just so. leave that five stars. Yes. <laughs> Brian's like not four, not two, not one, but yes. five. If yes, you say absolutely. we're a great podcast and you leave four and a half, that's nowhere near as good as if you said we were ass, <laughs> but we gave us five. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, guys, <laughs> I wanted to, it's, it's been a while since I've covered. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, since I've had, I uh, brought up what we have to offer. In our patron, I'm mentioning that because for the first time in like the two years that Josh and I have been doing the podcast, our patrons actually went down. So we're like, oh man, we want to make sure we fill in people on uh, what the the possible things are with our patron. Um, but as, of course, as always, guys, all we need from you guys is to just listen. I mean, if you're listening, you're here. We're that's so supportive. We're, we appreciate that. But if you're interested in uh, giving monetarily, we are at Patreon.com/SacredIcon. We have four tiers. If you give a dollar a month, we'll mention your name at the end of every pod, every Halo podcast, and also you immediately get access to stuff in the patron. Um, what's really cool now, at the $5 tier, our Sacred Insider tier, you get the stuff from before, but then you get uh, Josh's own podcast uh, series called Oh My Gosh, Josh. Oh my, my gosh, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm starting my own thing too. I don't know if I'll be as frequent as Josh, but I'm doing like bite-sized podcast episodes. Or last one I talked about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Those are the five. So well done. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. The true king uh, of the north. You get Jeez. <laughs> you must be Ned Stark's uh, bastard. And then you also get to be in our Sacred Insider uh, Discord channel where we talk more candidly. That's all there for the five dollars. There's something else for the five dollars, Josh. I couldn't remember. Oh, uh, blog remember. post. Yeah, the blog those post. Are some pretty sweet. Offerings. Yeah, the the blog post articles I write. Those are at the five dollars. So lots of cool stuff there. For only at five, if you want to become part of Sacred Icon tier for ten dollars, you get an extra whole hour plus episode a month of me and Josh of the podcast on top of everything else from before. Um, then we have the Sacred Council tier which is $25 a month, you get all the stuff from before, you get the Sacred Council badge in the Discord, you get a coupon for a free Sacred Icon shirt, and uh, we also are, are putting out 
special extra content that is only for that sacred council level there. Um, so thank you guys so much for doing that if you're at that. And then finally, we have the uh, sacred boy tier, which is a lot. We don't expect many people to use it. But if you've ever asked yourself, man, would I love to be on a podcast? Would I love to make my own podcast? Either one of those questions, sacred boy tier is the place for you. If you're on the sacred boy tier, you get all the stuff from before, but you also get to be on the podcast with Josh and I. We can talk about whatever you'd like for, for 90 minutes or so. And you could just be on the podcast with us. You can choose if you want to be on camera or off camera. It doesn't matter. Whatever is easiest for you. Um, you can be on the podcast with us. Or you can also uh, ask us for advice if you want to start your own podcast. I can help you set up your own podcast, get it on a platform, get a name, get an artwork. We can help set you that, set that stuff up for you at the Sacred Boy tier. So we got, like I said, we got four tiers there. Or actually, that's five tiers from $1 to $50. Um, if you guys want to support, just head on over to patreon.com slash sacred icon. Yeah, guys, and uh, real quick, I'm going to add in. There's the, Lately, especially, we've been popping out a lot of uh, extra bonus podcast content. We're talking things like uh, Brian and I talking on the phone about Spider-Man while he's at work, so you could be a fly on the wall. That was crazy. Um, yeah. You know, I, I post a, a immediate reaction to my thoughts on the flight, you know, something very short. Um, there's recordings of Brian and I playing Big Team Battle in this flight. There's older episodes. Um uh, there's a lot of stuff of just us before or after, you know, some of the podcasts that we've recorded. I'm um, talking. There's things like Alex's music on there, or Caleb's. I said Alex's. Uh, <laughs> Roospus is doing music yeah. now. Yeah, there's but, also uh, like yeah, our 20 some track album of all the Sacred Icon music. Yeah, so you're Caleb. gonna get access I mean, to a lot of stuff on there, and and that's something we're we're definitely still kind of exploring as we go. But it's been a lot of fun doing that stuff. So uh, definitely go and check it out at Patreon. I mean, even if you just if you icon. like if you weren't a, if you weren't a patron at all ever, and then you came in at the ten dollar tier right now, you would probably have you'd have content extra content to last you for weeks, just that's already stacked up there. But uh, anyways, guys, moving on from that. Sorry for a long spiel and sellout, but you know, we got to sometimes. Um, <laughs> Sell appreciate out you all. to me. Oh, yeah. The record company is going to get the money. We love you guys. We appreciate you. All right. Brian, you ever listen to Real Big Fish? No, I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay. Well, that's all right. Uh, but Lincoln Park, though, huh? Yes, definitely Lincoln Park. I put my trust in my skin. <laughs> well, not bad. It's a little bit, a little bit wonky there. Oh, geez. Far as I can go. Okay, that was a little bit more. Shared. Guys, if you want to follow Josh and see if he can and hear him sing more Lincoln Park, you can find him on Twitter at Jurassic Joshy. You can find me at Brian's Bane. You can find us both at Sacred Icon Pod. If any of you want to join the Discord, you're all welcome. You can go to the top of our Twitter page, and there's a link there to join. If you're having trouble finding it, you can message one of us. We'll get you in the Discord. If you guys want to send a voice clip or an email, you can send that to sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Um, what else is there, Josh? Is it? We got we got an Etsy shop. If you guys want to go buy a shirt or a necklace or whatever, um, something like that, you can go to our Etsy shop. But yeah, guys, I oh, think yeah, that's guys, much are it. we, we are Patreon shop. Brian, are we up on Spotify for Caleb Music? Don't we have on? Oh yeah, I forgot about that, guys. So so yeah, if you join the patron, you get the downloads for the, the the Sacred Icon music. But what's pretty cool now is Caleb's got it put up on Spotify. So if you search Sacred Icon OST on Spotify, you can listen to all twenty. Um, some Halo Infinite themed uh, tracks. They're they're kind of we kind of went for like a, a Halo Two, you know, metal or rock type vibe with that. So that's all there on Spotify. If you guys want to listen to that for free, very cool stuff. Um, Josh, you ready for the patron shoutouts? Hell yeah, man! I'm just looking at this uh, soundtrack right now. This is dope. There is a lot of tracks. Holy shit! Twenty one. Yeah, it's like twenty one tracks. Twenty one. Oh, and it's cool just seeing it on Spotify and seeing a track that's called like. Eshram's Ascension or Agrina. It's like, this is Halo This is Halo music. Yeah, it's dope. It's dope as soap. 
Anyway, so yeah, cool. Take us into our um, okay. We're gonna go to our patron. Take us into our patrons. Let's see if Josh can keep up with me as we go through these. And oh, never back. can. It's not even a question. Um, we got our latest, newest patron, Evan Leaw. His last name spelled L I A W. What What do we think about Evan Leaw? Evan Leaw. Evan Leaw. I like that name. I don't know how you pronounce it. I don't know, but it makes right. me it makes me feel like a. I don't know. It gets me excited. It makes me want to go like. It makes me so hyper. Skate. I want to like. Skateboard. Skateboard. I feel like Evan's a skateboard. Okay, I can see that. I was gonna say it makes me want to roll down he a hill. He was a skateboard. Fast. She says, you know. "See you, Evan Leaw." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even work. Okay, that was this is good though. Thank you so much, Evan. Thank you, Josh. Is like that was pretty pathetic, but we'll, we'll, we'll whatever. No, we'll, I like we'll, hearing Brian sing. It's nice when Brian sings some of his music. I like it. Um, I knew that. Uh, next, one. we have feel good about that. Elliot Finn, which is a friend of Alex Ruspis's. Yeah, uh, and, and he Elliot just came in recently. Thank you. Very so much cool dude. That. Very supportive. We thank you so much. El- what, what's, what's, we're gonna make up something for Elliot Finn. He's like he's like uh, he's like the Halo Stormtrooper because Finn, you know, like Finn the Stormtrooper. <laughs> Elliot FN two one eight seven. Yes, uh, yes. I Elliot. can't remember that. You're gonna have to say it. So <laughs> Elliot FN two one eight seven. And Very Elliot's cool. like, fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. Next, we got the sequel <laughs> Thank you to so Fallout 76. It's Fallout 152. Thank you so Fallout much. Fallout 152. That's the one I'm Boom. playing. Next, we got Kevin Benson, who I don't remember what we said he was a football player, didn't we? Kevin Benson. Kevin Benson, hell yeah, fullback, baby. Fullback. I bet he makes really good baby back ribs, too, though. Hell yeah, Bama. No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, next, we got football team. Owen the Lego King building his castle out of Legos. I like Owen, dude. Owen's so cool. Man, He's keep cool. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I don't, don't want to get some Owen, you're so great, man. You're so nice. What do we say about Jacob Churchill? I don't remember. Jacob Churchill? I don't know, but I love the last name. It reminds me of I know, Winston I, Churchill. He builds his church upon a hill. Yeah, I always like that. Next we got Vices Like Vipers is a song I listened to by a band called Oh Sleeper. I hadn't listened to it in about 12 years, but I went and checked it out the other day. That's what I think of when I see DeViper07. Thank you so much. Hold on. Check out Vices Like Vipers. Vices Like Vipers? Yeah, Bio Sleeper. Yeah, are you gonna play it, Josh? Okay, here we go. This is. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, it. Holy <laughs> shit! I am immediately mad at my parents. <laughs> that's how I felt. Jesus Christ! They don't understand me. You should have started with the beginning though, but that's cool. It's less screaming at the beginning. Oh my god! But I want to cool. dr- front drop kick drywall right now. Oh yeah, dude! You have to try it sometime. Oh my god! I am so <laughs> mad. I don't even know if I can get through go. this right now. My, little extra bit for you. Jesus, I want to Don't choke, get mad because Hooli's here. Hooli Babooli! Hooli Babooli, thank you for the support. Josh, I need you to sing about Menadeus. Menadeus, Menadeus. Menadeus, Menadeus, Menadeus. Menadeus, Menadeus, Menadeus. Oh, oh, Menadeus. Come on, rock me, Menadeus. Just for you, buddy. Next we got, he's not a rebel, he's a saint. Shin Rebel. Shin so Rebel. Kicking me in my shins when I'm playing uh, Halo Infinite online. And, you know, he's Next the only one that can do that. we have scaring the shit out of Harry Surprise Potter I keep going. he thought he was dead, but he's coming <laughs> back from the ashes. It's Irish Phoenix. Thank Irish so Phoenix, thank you so much. Love it. Next, we have not the dope shark, not the cool shark, the lame shark, but he's actual, actually lame cool. Lame shark. Give credit for. He's so fucking cool. Josh, he doesn't like to do the dab. He likes to do the dab. The dab. Thank you so much for that's, the That's the coolest new dance move everyone's talking about. Timberland Bear, such Tim a sweet Bear. guy. Sending so that email yet? Sending that voice clip is Timberland Bear. Kevin Nelson. Did we say Kevin was also a football player? How many football players do we have? I can't remember. Wait a minute. We have Kevin Benson and Kevin Nelson. Kevin Benson and Running Kevin back Nelson. and They're... fullback. Best friends. Grew okay. up. There grew up, in the, grew up on the same street. Rebounder. Same street. Yep. What? Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> and then, uh, 
Uh, we have the Demon 256. He is actually 256 times more capable than Master Chief. Oh, I Very like impressive. That. Yes, yes. Very impressive. Thank you so much. Next, we have B Dog. Thank you so much. Ow! We got Thank you. Eric Milligan, forever reminded me of Mulligans from Madden 01. <laughs> Can't believe it's not from a golf game. Did you ever play Tiger Woods? Josh. I don't. I don't know, Josh. But our, our next, our next patron. Ball. I don't think. I don't think you know this patron very well. Uh, you probably don't even remember her. Natsumi. Natsumi, beautiful, lovely lady, pretty lady, wished me an amazing birthday message on Twitter. And by the way, guys, thank you so much for everyone that did that recently. Uh, that was that was incredible. Absolutely made uh, for a great ringing in of the thirty third year for me. So thank you so much. And thank Holy you, shit, Natsumi. now you're Josh. wonderful. <laughs> Fuck you, Brian. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> next we got next we got Jared Hartley, who I haven't seen in the Discord in a long time. We miss you, bud. Uh, thank you so much for continuing to support uh, us. To Jared's so great. Jared's just He's a great. damn delight. You know what's not great though? When you get far in oblivion and the level scaling kicks in and you get freaking lurker crabs. L- thank lurker you so much, crabs? lurker crabs. Except when it's that one. He's the pre order bonus yeah. I always have one, to though. get. Next we got I'm a space by a rocket Wait a minute. Ryan, is that at the beginning? Is that at the beginning of the song? Like whatever song that is? Uh you gonna go find it? I wanna find um, it. just go find it. I don't know where it's at. Well, actually I have it on my so, phone. What's I, the space can, man I actually have it. I have it downloaded on my phone, Josh. Okay, well bring that shit up on screen, play up. Okay, here we Let's go. Hear space. That. This cause everyone's wondering who hasn't heard the I'm wondering. Album. I've been like, wondering what the whole is he talking life. about here? So okay, where we go? Spacebound. Here we go. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so the cool difference thing. is they make it sound cool. That's the difference. Yeah, it doesn't sound super stupid like when I do it. <laughs> no, I actually like when um, you do it. It's very Adventure Time like when you do it. Uh, yeah, right. But I yeah, love Adventure it's, Time. It's not what Eminem was going for. Um, <laughs> but next we have our awesome video editor and now our latest mod, Small Print TV, Joe Smalley. Thank you so much, Joe. Love you. New video from him going up tonight, guys, so be ready for that. Yes, uh, always putting out great content. And Joe, uh, man, you were such a sweetheart for coming and dancing to take on me for that birthday. Uh, that was message. amazing. That uh, Timberland Bear did and also our buddy Mikey Cosplay did. So yeah. Love you that guys brings for me that. Thank so you, much, Joe. That brought me so much joy. Yeah, that Next we got another mod and awesome community member, Aaron. Thank you so Aaron, much. Aaron, putting out you. those streams. You guys got to check him out. Twitch.tv slash Aaron. Next, we have the guy who made Brett Favre look like a little bitch is Colton Pitts. Thank you so much. You are the best touchdown rebounder and backtrot player I've ever seen. Thank you know what? You're, you're the guy from that the Brett Favre commercial. Dude, just like you, you put all the groceries in a, like one bag or whatever, and then you like take off. and You don't need two bags, but Brett Favre's over there like, I would have double bagged it. Reminds me of. <laughs> I don't Brian's like, I, I don't get Brett that. Favre, I don't know. Brett Favre would have sounded like this. I think I would have double bagged it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm dogging Brett Favre. He could punch my face. Um <laughs> Next, we have Yum Catfish. Yum Catfish, my favorite, favorite, favorite brand from over there. Rodan, what would we do without you? You're part of our community. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> yes, you, thank Rodan. you so, so much. Thank you. Next, we got Butter My Waffles. Mm, waffles sound good right now. I got to get some food after this. Yeah, dude, I'm getting famished. Thank you so much. Next, we got the man who created Sacred Icon Bingo. It's Nerva, David Wyant. Thank David, you. on vacation right now. Hope you're having a blast, buddy. 
Next, we got ACDC Anthony DC Outlaw. He pointed out to me in a message recently. He was like, you guys always call me that because he tagged me in something uh, ACDC related. And I was cracking up and I was like, yeah, do we call you that? I, I always thought it was ACDC Outlaw. And then I realized it's just Anthony DC Outlaw. No, and I was like, holy no. shit, that's our thing. No, I, I made that up in one episode. And I told him, I was like, you know what? That's really cool because I don't remember when that happened now that that just means we've been friends for so long. That's pretty right? fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Pretty neat. Pretty Next, we got the man who is the Michael Salvatore and the... Wow. Wait, why did I say Michael Salvatore? Did I get my words confused? I don't know. Who, what do Michael you Salvatore and Marty O'Donnell. No, I thought I said Matthew Salvatore, but I just <laughs> You no. got yourself tripped up there. I got myself real tripped up. Of Sacred Icon, it's Caleb Webster with the dope music as he descends. Sending down the ceiling. the ceiling from his butt cheeks uh, with the web, web button. Out. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> but <laughs> Love next you, we Caleb. have one of my favorites. It's Chris Greco, me Gecko, man Echo. Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco. One more time. Mulligan. It's Chris Greco, Neko, and McGreco. Have you seen my Chris Greco? It's Chris Greco. Holy <laughs> you said bro, Mulligan and I, You nail it every time. Woo, Chris Greco. Every love time. it. Um, next, we got Tony. Hopefully still dodging them spoilers left and right. Thank you so much, Tony. You know he is. Sending me some dope next, we got the much preferred sequel, Pixel Freaks. Thank you so much, Pixel Freaks. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Thank you. Next, so we got the man who blots out the sun every time he dries his hair. It's Aries0430 with that giant mustache. Thank you so much. Um, next, we got the man that George Lucas reconciled with. It's Montana Menace. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for uh, uh, having the vote of confidence for us as AIs, but yeah, that means a lot. Yes, appreciate that. Yeah. Next, we got Green Plumber, who was looking so fly with his Halloween Bro, and it was Luigi's Mansion flavored. Yeah, I was dude, like, that's I love, dope. I, because of him, I've been wanting to play Luigi's Mansion again. I beat it before, but I get I, that, it's man. a really good I game. Get that. How do you really feel about that game. Mario movie? Uh... Man, that's something we could talk about in Oddball or something. That's too bad we don't have more time for that. But I, I, I think it's a good call to have a Chris Pratt play Mario, believe it or not. You're one of the so. only few people who feel yeah. that way, apparently. Yeah. But no, yeah. I think it'll be good. I'm going to go see it when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, I'm excited. Next, we got Cody O's with the best... You know what? I think Cody O's is the best cereal, but he was at the manufacturing plant that was run by... Which one? I got it wrong. I forgot. It's been so long. It's been so long that we forgot... I don't yeah. know if it was, was it, oh man, that's so hard. <laughs> Brian go usually goes for the Spartan laser two for one combo here, but he's forgetting. Was it Kevin Benson who ran the, no. the cereal? I want to say it was Colton Pickman, but I, Colton no, Pickman, it was not Colton It Pickman. wasn't Colton. It was either Kevin, it was either you guys Kevin are getting Benson double shout outs now. Or it was either Kevin Benson or it was Kevin Nelson. I think it was I Kevin know. Benson. Though. I don't know. But Cody O's, yeah. man, you got that good, you got that good cereal. You know, when I was younger and I'd have cere- uh, cereals, uh, well, cereals, Cheerios, we're getting tripped up here, Dan Dog. Uh, when I had Cheerios as a kid, I'd pull it pour in like lumps of sugar into that thing and it just adds for the really flavor. i don't need to pour in sugar to yours it's already good it's already sweet wow i've never poured sugar into my cereal other than cereal you do it to cheerios oh, oh shit. you were talking about when you were little josh when you were joshy small boy but here we got joshy big boy damn that so timing's much. impressive that was a good segue that was a good segue so uh <laughs> thank you so much joshy big boy next we got ryan barca are you married yet fool there oh man yeah. There won't be a marriage uh, if he Dustin Mondre. Yeah. Thank you so much. I was looking we got Anthony that. Nicolosi at that KO Qual Entertainment waiting for that game to come out. Agora. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much. Next, we got Corey Hanks, who speaks his mind. Thank you so much for your continued support, bro. We love, love you, you, Corey. Next, we got Preyanshu, who when I heard I listened to his pod, the podcast he was on where he talked about food, it made me insatiably hungry. It was insane. Thank you so much, Prey. I loved listening to that. Thank you for being an awesome mod. We love you. Yeah, mm, that is the uh, Eat, Pray, Love podcast. Mm. Double check. Yeah, it. check it out. Second Generation Banana uh, podcast hosted by 
Kuya Eric. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I can listen to Prey talk about food literally forever. Every time Prey opened his mouth, I was literally listening in my ears to the podcast, and my mouth was vocally just going, ooh, da 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 ooh, is that enchilada or is that a taco? Oh, my. Yeah, again, guys, that second generation banana podcast on Spotify, you can find that. And the episode in particular that Prey is on is 28. So definitely go check that out and let him know. Next, we have Brenton Bagley from Oni Nightwire. Thank you so much. Oni Nightwire! Putting out cool shit, Feels like it's been a long time since we had you on. I know. I miss you, man. But you're helping us wind down when we're getting to listen to those episodes, man. Love them. Next, we got some protein jugs. Protein jugs. Right next to the Marky Mark performance ones they got at High V now. They got a they got a big Very cardboard nice. cutout on Mark and Mark, and every time I see him, it's like, "Hey, dude, what are you doing?" You know. I thought like, when I found that loop cave and fragmentation, it was going to have a protein jug in it, but it didn't. I was very there's still time. There's still time, but you know, That's we can true. let them they know. Could, they could patch it in. Yeah, you know, the I game's so. not full release yet. Yeah, thank God. Next, we got dropping in from the scene with that ODST chili drop pod. It is MH Cosplay. Mikey thank Cosplay so much, also bro. sent in that birthday video clip. Thank you so much. I love, love you, bro. for That man, you're the best. Thank you so much. Next, we got the genius Genesis. Thank you so much, Genesis Big Brain Mode activated. Next, we got Ian Big Dog Mills, who is not behind the times. He is going to be on top of the game with that streaming for Halo Infinite. Pulling off some Get cool your shit. money. Get your game. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with that. Uh, next, we got Photon, the memeiest of all meme lords. Come back, Photon. We miss you. Love we you, bro. We miss you, buddy. Next, we got KN Nick, who says he listens and supports us because he finds our stuff to be quality. I'll never forget it. Thank you so much, KN Nick. That does mean a lot. Really appreciate yeah, you. It seriously does. Thank you. Next, we got the man who has... 148 trillion women on his pinky finger. It is Trevor Pope. Bro, what the fuck? Are you saying his pinky finger's longer than his arms? I'm saying that he had to shrink the women so that he could fit them all. And I'm size, trying to visualize that right now. It's crazy. You can't. We need fan art. You can't visualize it. <laughs> you can't even visualize Trevor Polky's face because it's so handsome. It's just like... <laughs> Love you, Trevor. Uh, next, we got the Shipleys. Thank you the so much. The Shipleys. I can never see WandaVision without saying it of you two. I get that. Dead serious. Dead serious. <laughs> Next we got please. Dust Storm. Thank you for the continued support. Oh, Pod Tactic is going to have a lot to talk about here. The game's coming out soon. Yeah, Love dude. Uh, thank you so much, much Dust. Dust. Oh, man. Next Love we you. got Glass, the man who's trying to trip up our, our number one leader, but just he's just he's hanging in second yeah, place. Instead of like glass that comes down from the ceiling, you know, if, if something like shatters and it, and it hurts you, it's just positive affirmations from glass. Mm. Yes, it's the glass that doesn't kill you. It's not like that glass that killed the Doc Ock's wife in Spider Man 2. That always made me. It's sad. like glass cleaner that just kills all the germs. He gets rid of all mm. the toxicity. I hate when I get a fountain soda, though, and you can tell they've cleaned it recently and you can taste glass cleaner. Ooh, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, I know. the worst. It's like water. But Josh, down. who do we have finally? Oh, bro, we have the man who saw Justice League. And knew it needed more, so let's get this in 4K physically released. WB, are you listening? It's Matthew Salvatore, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know what I love about Matt? Every now and then I'm scrolling through my Twitter, and he's just liked or retweeted or posted something that basically equivalates to, Wow, WB, you suck. <laughs> That's because they kind of do. You're the worst. Are you even trying right now, you little bitch? <laughs> Oh, uh, so love great. you guys. Thank you so much for the Thank support. you so much, guys, for the patron support. Thank you so much for being here for this, hopefully what you guys consider is a nice, long, juicy episode. We're back. We're so glad to be here. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. And as always, keep it sacred.